inside that we need so much. The sight of a touch or the scent of a sand or the strength of an oak with roots deep in the ground. The wonder of flowers to be covered and then to burst up through tarmac to the sun again. Or to fly to the sun without burning a wing. To lie in a meadow and hear the grass sing. To have all these things in our memories hold and they use them to help. From the high desert and the great American Southwest, exclusively on Sirius XM Radio, this is Dark Matter with your host, Art Bell. Now, here's Art. Extra terrestrial radio, actually. Hey there, everybody. It's another Monday, and thus begins another week of Dark Matter. Great to be here, and I really mean that. It is great to be here. I've got good news and bad news. <laughs> Um, let's cover the good news first, I think. Uh, number one, we're doing ghost stories, um, and on Halloween we shall rename the show Spooky Matter, which I think is just great credit to Belgab. Now, in order to do this properly, I want uh, a little bit of help, and uh, here's the way it goes. I'm hoping that many of you, well, I know already, that many of you have ghost stories. And I want good ones, scary ones. The word spooky implies just what I want. Spooky. So, if you have a good ghost story, give me only a very brief summary of it. And include your phone number. And on Halloween night, as spooky matter commences, we may well call you. That's right sort of a roundabout approach, but it'll work. So, you know, just give me a paragraph, sort of an outline of your ghost story, okay? And um, send it to artbell at artbell.com. Couldn't be easier. Artbell at artbell.com. Really soliciting ghost stories and people, and remember now, when you said this, you have to be by your telephone on the appointed evening okay so because we'll we'll call you if you have a good ghost story we're going to call you i noticed that others are copying that come right along okay now um with regard to ghost pictures again a grand opportunity for you in fact we're going to have a contest i have decided it begins tonight. And I want ghost pictures. I want the best you've got. 
If you have a good ghost photograph, um, I want you to email it to me. And here's what we're going to do. We're going to let the audience decide, I guess, by reaction, who the winner is. And the winner is going to get a Sirius XM gift certificate. Another, and what I'm, what, what I'm striving for here is a year of free service. You know, serious. They haven't said that yet. They said, yes, a gift certificate, and we'll have to confirm if, if it's a year, but, you know, better be. Should be. I guess I can't, shouldn't say better be. Better be. Um, a year. A year would be great, and we'll give it to the person who sends in. I mean, that's not a minor thing. A free year of Sirius XM. Yeah, baby. Okay, the government is still closed. They're sort of piecemealing it. Now, you know, I, I haven't, I have said that I'm not going to do much politics on this program, but we're going to get to something I am going to do. With regard to our government being closed the way it is, I have gone from amazement to anger. I notice CNN is me measuring everybody's anger, and everybody's really angry. And now, finally, to, for me anyway, indifference. I just don't give a damn anymore. But there is something I do care about, and we'll cover that here in a few minutes. Um, I have a lot of reason for you to go to artbell.com tonight. I have two things that you should drag your tail end over there and look at definitely. Both of them are excellent. One is a YouTube video, um, we've got it right up there, of um, Sasquatch. Now, <laughs> listen to me. This Sasquatch, it, it's, it claims that Sas Sasquatch sings. I don't know about that, but Sasquatch definitely says brother. I mean, definitely says brother. It's a video, and there purports to be video. I, I haven't seen much in the video, but uh, the audio is pretty amazing. So if you want to hear Sasquatch at the very least and see where it was recorded, it's up at artbell.com right now. Also, I mean, it's pretty good stuff. Also, uh, that was recorded, by the way, it's recent, October 7th. We also have a UFO video recorded, uh, I believe, October 2nd in southeast Michigan. This is good stuff, folks. Now, it was recorded by a security cam, and there is no question about the camera because you can see the glow in the, in the sky from a nearby city, and it never moves. So this is a legit UFO video, unidentified flying object. Now, you may not think much at first. It's slow to start, but you've got to watch the whole thing. This thing will kind of knock your socks off, I'm telling you. So we've got two things at artbell.com. Sasquatch and a UFO video. Both of them have gone up there tonight. And, of course, a lot of other new stuff as well. So get, you know, get on your computer, get your browser, point it to artbell.com, and take a look. These are both worth going to look at. Don't forget ghost pictures. Um, if you get them, let me see. Do I want them sent directly to me? No. No. 
If you get a ghost photograph and want to enter the contest with it, send it to webmaster at artbell.com. That way it goes directly to the man. Webmaster at artbell.com. That's Keith Rowland's address. He is doing artbell.com, did then, is now. And remember, if you've got a guest that you want to have on the program, particularly if you have contact information, please contact Paul Bowman. Just click on his name on the website, artbell.com, same place. And uh, if at all possible, give him contact info. All right. Let's see. What else have I got for you tonight? Hmm. Ah. The 90-minute, the infamous 90-minute timeout. We got it fixed for computers here across America, but the poor, tasty Canadians still suffer the 90-minute timeout. Now, the American branch of SiriusXM is talking to their brethren, the tasty Canadians, about possibly instituting the same thing up there. So that's in the works, and I thought I'd tell you tonight. Tasty Canadians, stand by. All right, I have a warning, a couple of warnings for you tonight. Warning number one is this program. Um, this is going to be a frightening program that you're going to hear tonight. I really sincerely mean that. It is genuinely frightening. So... Two things. One, if this kind of thing scares the out of you, turn it off now. If you have, you know, sensitive people around you who can't take this kind of thing, then turn it off. What you're going to be hearing tonight are the legitimate voices of ghosts, people who have passed on. And I will go through how we know it's legitimate, but it is legitimate, and it is scary. So uh, please, do me a favor, and if you have anybody sensitive to this kind of thing, get them out of the room. Okay? That's my big warning. And then on the other hand, if you like this kind of thing, turn the lights off <laughs> and see how long you can take it. Okay, if I got everything out, I think I do. Just uh, one more thing. And here's where I said, well, you know, normally I'm just not going to discuss politics because, frankly, to much of it I have become indifferent. But, and this is really a big but, if those bastards, excuse my French, but I mean it, if they're crazy enough to allow the United... I mean, closing the government is one thing. But a United States default, which is coming up rapidly, would be entirely a different ball game. If, if they're crazy enough to let that happen, I just don't believe they're going to be. Oh, well, let me tell you what the Treasury uh, Department said. Quoting a default would be unprecedented, has the potential to be catastrophic. Credit markets could freeze, the value of the dollar could plummet, 
U.S. interest rates could skyrocket. The negative spillovers could reverberate around the world. Now, that's the Treasury Department. And I'm here to tell you that, in my opinion, if they're really crazy enough, and, and, you know, they're being tested now, how crazy are they? Crazy enough to let the government be closed, but would they really let us go to default? Listen to me. This is just my opinion. But in my opinion, if we go into default, what happened in 2008 would be child's play. I'm serious. Child's play. I think it would uh, bring on a depression, a severe depression. Could they be that out of their mind? Z <laughs> yeah, they could be. I don't anticipate it. I don't think they could be that nuts. But we live in strange times. And if, if I see a default really coming, I will take my marbles and go. And my marbles include what shekels I have that can be converted to another currency, my wife and my daughter, and I'm out of here, back to the Philippines. Because what would follow would be horrible. And I'm serving this up to you this way because I want you to watch too. And protect yourself, protect your family with whatever you can do. A default would be a whole different ball game. A default means the United States simply defaults on payments. Markets all around the world would crash. Anyway. I don't want to dwell on it, and if I do have to do that, why, I'm sure that Sirius XM can, you know, I've got a, got the ability to do a show from the, the Philippines. I would hope I wouldn't have to do that. So, anyway, I wanted to cover that with you. I know it sounds crazy, but look into it, and we're going to look into a guest on the subject of what uh, would come with a default. As I said, I, I don't dwell on politics, but this is uh, of a such, it's of such a very serious nature that I thought I'd bring it up. All right. On with the show, as it says. A lot of people, a lot of you that I've talked to who've had trouble, you know, and thinking that it's serious, XM dropping out. Well, guess what? In a lot of cases, because I know, because I've called people. You know, they email me, oh, Art, it's just no good. It keeps dropping out. Well, guess what? <laughs> About, well, better than 50% of the time, it's turned out that the reason people are having dropouts is because their Internet is too weak. Their Wi-Fi signal is too Weak. And so you get dropouts. It's dependent on that Wi-Fi signal, right? Well, if you would like to boost your Wi-Fi signal, I've got it right here. The Super USB Wi-Fi Antenna 3. This thing kicks butt. It, uh, it's like a little wand with a couple of suction cups on each end, a 15-foot cord, all the electronics, by the way, are in the wand. A 15-foot cord, 
and a USB uh, plug on the end. So all you do is plug this baby into your computer. You've got a 15-foot cord, suction cup it to a window. <laughs> and when you check, you, you're going to be seeing Wi-Fi signals that are coming from far, far away. And you're going to go, oh, my goodness. And if you're lucky, you can lock onto one of them. Now, if you're a trucker, <laughs> there isn't anything better in the world. You pull into a truck stop or something, suction cup it to the window, put it to your computer, and you'll be seeing Wi-Fi signals emanating from all over the place, coffee houses and who knows who, you know, houses and businesses, and you're going to be in business for Wi-Fi. And, of course, if you just have a weak Wi-Fi signal, this is going to lock you in. So, what can I tell you? It is um, $99.95, and it's worth every penny. Call Seacrane right now and get one on the way. The number is 800-522-8863. Once again, and operators are sitting around right now waiting for you to call. You know, trust me on this, as everything I sell from Seacrane, it's good stuff. 800-522-8863, the Seacrane Company. I'm Art Bell, and this is Dark Matter. XM, baby, and we're very serious. To call Art Bell, please manipulate your communication device and call 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. Just once more with a warning, what we're about to do as we get into it is going to be scary, actually frightening. So 
If you can't handle it, tune to another channel. <laughs> Here they come. Brendan Cook. Uh, we've got two guests tonight. Brendan Cook is one of them. Uh, he's one of the founding members, as you know, and key spokesperson of the GIS. He's been on the forefront of EVP. That's Electronic Voice Phenomena Research ghost photography, and the use of modern technological devices to capture what goes on in the spirit world for 15 years now. He's done this by being on a number of TV shows, documentaries, and lectures. His knowledge, and at times skeptical nature, have also been important in giving real people comfort or the advice they need to delve deeper into what's going on at their homes or businesses. But most of all, he's done this um, being a sought-after guest, um, by being a sought-after guest, with his radio partner, Barbara Macbeth. And that's been for 14 years. His perseverance to challenge what we know about the spirit world and people's mindset has made him a pioneer in ghost investigating. People have changed their perception uh, of what is uh, real, ghosts, from the GIS core beliefs. They're just people. His research with Chunga, he's our second guest, Jimmy Chunga, has brought forth new concepts and ideas of what could be possible. Chunga and Brendan have been working together to bring this research to the public for 14 years. We've never heard from Jimmy Chunga, birth name Brett Smith. He's been conducting paranormal investigations all over the globe for the past 22 years and has become one of the nation's leading paranormal experts. We should have heard from him already. He's sensitive and uses this strange ability to aid in his paranormal research. Chunga performs almost all of his investigations with two of the country's most veteran and, frankly, skeptical investigators. First is Brendan, Brendan Cook, an EVP expert, longtime partner of Chunga's in the Ghost Investigator Society. The second is Ben Hansen, the star of Fact or Faked on the Sci-Fi Network. Aha. Uh -huh. Chunga was taught by these two experts to trust and believe in the technology of paranormal investigating, and in turn, Chunga taught them how to trust their own bodies and the instincts they feel. Somehow this odd matchup has produced incredible data in the world of the paranormal. And by the way, Chunga has been a member of the Ghost Investigators Society since 19... 99, even though we've never heard from him on the air. So there's more, but I'm going to jump to my guests, and uh, the very first uh, thing I'm going to do is say hello there to both of you. Well, hi. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Art, this is, uh, this is Chunga, and um, uh, I'm a longtime fan, and uh, I'm honored to be here uh, with another outstanding sterling radio professional like you. I'm so excited about this. Thank you. Can I call you Jimmy? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you can Chunga. call me, yeah, Chunga, everybody, you know, all my friends call me Chunga, but if you're more comfortable Chunga. calling me Jimmy, that's, you know, be my guest. Definitely, Jimmy. Uh, and, well, it's great to have you on, Jimmy. It's a, a good, free, open format where we have more actual show than commercials. And uh, I assume we also have with us tonight Brendan Cook. Oh, I'm here. I am here. <laughs> okay, you both sound great, actually. Wonderful. <laughs> I have warned the audience suitably. I hope 
sufficiently. Uh oh. Uh, this is really scary stuff. You guys have not been on the air now uh, for quite some time. Is is that correct? Well, Brendan has not been on the show with you since you know since the old days. Yeah. Uh, since the switch. Yeah. Two, yeah. Oh, ten. Yeah. yeah. Ten. Uh, I've never had the because I'm a I have been a radio show host of my own. Uh, I've not had the ability to go on the Art Bell show, the Dark Matter show, uh, until now. And let me tell you something. This has been, you know, Brendan and I uh, talking about this for months. You know, wow. we're, we're so excited. Well, I mean, you know, it's Art Bell for heaven's sakes. You know, <laughs> oh, when you're when you're a young when you're a young kid, you're a young radio professional, and you're slaving away. You know what this is like, Art? When you're when you're doing radio for thirty years or however long it is that you've been doing this, uh, uh, you have you've got guys that you look up to, right? And uh, you were always one of those guys for me. So this is very, very cool. Very exciting. <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Um, I've got to ask this. Uh, Sue is sending a wormhole message to me, which says, for, Bren for Brendan, what's up with Barbara? Uh, I think it's safe to say everybody wishes her the best and misses her. And also, uh, is your website active or what? And thanks for all your stuff. <laughs> no, Barbara is fine. Um she is just getting a little older. Uh, she's not able to do stuff as much as she used to. But so she's kind of retiring, or not fully. No, I guess, it, no. I don't. I don't want to say retire. I mean, we still do stuff all the time. It's just you know. she just doesn't do all of them. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All, of them. all right. Fair enough. Um, you know, people obviously want to know, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right, here's what I want to cover at the beginning of the program, and, and that is, uh, these are going to be voices from, we believe, ghosts, dead people. Right, right. All right. Um, you know, everybody wants to know, how are these recorded? Well, in the old days, I know that you all used standard tape machines, right? Uh, yeah. You remember the old put it in, and there was actually tape yeah, the in old... there that went around? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and you would take these to places that are allegedly haunted, um, old buildings, graveyards. Um, I, I guess you would have a long list, right? Yeah. Hospitals, factories, mm -hmm. you know, old okay. uh, historical locations, sure. Okay. And these locations yield more of these electronic voices than uh than normal locations or do you go there for just effect no well it's it's not so much for effect it's more that's where we're called and i i don't know if that's because people think that is haunted because it's old or you know they, they, well, the question is what you all think. In other words, do you think these locations are more likely to give you no, something than, I don't no, know, somebody's I, happy little household with three kids? Oh, no. no, no. no. A, yeah. new, a new home can be a new location. Uh, a recently built building can be every bit as haunted as, a, uh, as an old historical location. Easily. Okay. All right. Very, very interesting. Now, in the past, I've been able to say, look, you guys including at that time, Barbara, don't make money from this. It's an important point, uh, and that always in the past was the case. Is it still the case that um, your organization is not in this for the money? 
Never. I, I mean, we've never done this for money. We still haven't written a book. I mean, we we brought this up in the past. I, there are so many publishers that have asked us to write a book about it, and we just say no. We're, Remember, guys, uh, we're on Sirius XM, 27 million subscribers. A lot of new listeners uh, are listening right now, so I've got to cover a lot of the basics with you. And this is very important, that you're not, you know, gleaning in the bucks from this, shoveling no. in the money. <laughs> no. Now, you know, in the, you know, in the interest of fairness, though, Art, we, we do have to tell you that, that sometimes lectures or paranormal events uh, that we're a part of take place where people do pay to go. They do, you know, they, they, they do buy a ticket, but when you take a look at renting a facility or sometimes you have to pay to have access to a location and then sometimes those locations aren't uh, in a safe part of town, for example, you have to hire security to secure the parking lot and so on right. and so forth. So sometimes you do incur expenses and those expenses, obviously, you know, we, we can't front everything. So some of that cost is passed on from time to time, but there is no one in the GIS that is... And this is one of those things that just infuriates me. It drives Barbara crazy. It drives Brendan crazy. Is when people uh, teach classes and then offer up some sort of a diploma system or a certification system. Uh, there is, you know, if 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 you're out there and you're listening now, I want to ball up my fist and I want to punch you right in the butt cheek for for trying to do such a thing. Because to me, there is nothing more fraudulent than trying to sell a certification in paranormal investigation uh, for money. Uh, well, you know, I, it's kind of laughable anyway. I mean, if you had a certificate that said you were a certified paranormal investigator, I don't know what it means. It means you're a hack, <laughs> is what it means. <laughs> it, means you, it means you've got the certification from a hack. It means you're a hack. You're a hack. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm kind of with you there. So that part's important. Uh, you're not going to get rich at a paranormal conference here or there. <laughs> and, in fact, probably most of the money to go and buy equipment and go to locations and investigate, I would imagine, comes out of your own pockets. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, there has been, and I'm serious, thousands of dollars that we have spent. I mean, I all of it. us. All, all I, I totally believe you. Yeah, that is just, you know, we work day jobs to do this. Or we make Barbara buy it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Barbara. All right. Um, and now, a number of years ago, I remember urging you to switch from tape recorders to a more modern version of some kind of digital recorder. Right. And right. and you did that. And um, was there any effect? Did you get fewer? Uh, because there's a great argument in the EVP world about this, uh, whether tape is better than digital. And we did. I, we we got better, much better voice. Audio? Better when, audio? Yeah. When we switched to digital. When we, I mean, we completely went away from all the magnetic stuff. And, and we didn't tape. think it was going to work. I remember the conversation. Yeah. We did right. not think it was going to work. We thought you were crazy. Um, my question is, why did it work? We don't know. <laughs> right. I, you know, that's I one of the hardest things as a paranormal investigator, and, and I'm sure, Art, you know, doing the show as long as you've done this, uh, it seems to me that the more answers you, you find, the more questions you have. 
And, uh, yeah, sure, we found that digital technology works well. You can actually record EVPs on uh, your cell phone, your smartphone. Uh, why? We don't know. I've got video of light anomalies flying into recording devices, floating into recording devices at the same time you capture an EVP. You uh, do? Or I do. Wait, 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 stop. You do? Yeah. Do you have that video? We, we, I don't know that we have it for this week. See, this is why, see, this is like, uh, when a girl comes to your house, Art, we've got to save some stuff. So we, the next time you have us on, we can uh, make sure you have access to that. But you can do, you can do that, uh, because believe me, uh, I've got a website that would be jumping all around right now if you were sending that to the website. Absolutely. I have, uh, well, we have, the GIS have, uh, video, uh, visual evidence data of uh, light orbs, light anomalies, whatever you want to call them. Everybody calls them. It's, it's all the same thing. Everybody has different names for them. Flying into um, mag lights to turn mag lights on and off. We have them flying in and out of digital recorders at the same time EVPs are recorded. We have them floating into the spirit boxes. You know, there's a lot of controversy about these spirit boxes, these SB7 spirit boxes, and whether or not, you know, this is where Brendan and I, we've had some heated discussions about this because Brendan has always been of the opinion that, uh, you know, this is nothing more than just radio uh, audio coming through a speaker and, and people using the power of suggestion, which is admittedly very, very strong to generate their own opinions about about uh, what it is that they're hearing. Uh, what is it, a spirit box, please? Oh, the spirit, the SB7 spirit box is the next generation in EVP technology. And there are probably a lot of people that are listening now that are very, uh, and justifiably so, very skeptical of the data that, that they get out of the SB. It's called an SB7 spirit box. And what it is, it, it, it's kind of a two-stage thing. It does a couple of things. It, it pumps EM energy out into the atmosphere, and it's a radio scanner. So you'll scan radio frequencies at one radio frequency for every fourth of a second. So one second, in the amount of time it takes you, you know, one Mississippi, you have scanned four radio frequencies. And you can right. actually speed it up and slow it down. And what has happened is, is it's generating EM energy and generating white noise. Spirits have found a way to communicate through the spirit box. And okay, to slow down, I want to ask you a question. Um, sure. The, uh, you, you said it emanates electromagnetic energy. Yes. Now, are you, are you saying the scanner transmits the, the, the EM? The unit itself it pumps out electromagnetic energy. Yeah. This is kind of um, along the same lines of the Spiricom that we played. Um, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, we'll we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, and by the way, EVP itself goes back to, well, how far? Uh, it goes back to Gregorian monks. I heard that Alexander Graham did yes. some EVP stuff. Oh yeah, right. He was he was working on the device. It was Thomas Edison. They were all working on devices to create something to communicate with the dead. I mean, it's, it's human nature to want to do that. For some people, it's, it's human nature. <laughs> Not one of those things that everybody longs to do. Hey, I think I'll talk to the dead today. Uh, now, I want to know, let's come back to the spirit box. Sure. A scanner itself might emanate a little bit of electronic uh, or EMP of some sort, not a right. pulse, actually, but it, it might radiate a little bit. But generally, it's a receiver, not a transmitter. Do you have another device in there that actually transmits electromagnetic energy? 
You know, I, I wish I had it here with me uh, now so that I could uh, I could really kind of get into the X's and O's of it with you. Uh, what it does do, it's a, it's a really, as far as paranormal investigating goes, uh, in many cases, it's actually cheaper than a lot of the digital recorders that you that you can get your hands on. Uh, it runs you about seventy to eighty dollars, depending on where you buy it, and operates like a very simple portable transistor radio. Now they've done something to it. You know the extent or the amount of electromagnetic energy that it pumps out into the atmosphere. You know, it, it, with respect to you and your listeners, I wouldn't want to speculate. I honestly don't know just exactly how much it does put out into the atmosphere, but what it does do is it does put some electromagnetic energy into the atmosphere and scans and generates white noise uh, at the same time. And somebody sells these things or what? Absolutely. Yeah, you can you can art you can go grab one uh in your next commercial break, go pull up Amazon and you can go order one. Yeah, they're it's readily available. Any and I'm sorry, what are they called again, please? It's the S B is in Bravo. S is in Sam, B is in Bravo, number seven, SB7, Spirit Box. And it's from, I think, um, I'm not sure the manufacturer. ITC or something. Doesn't matter. They'll find it. They'll find it. We'll find it. The SB, Sugar 7, Spirit Box. Exactly. And all right, so there's a scanner in there looking at four frequencies every second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do it on AM or FM bandwidth. Okay, fine. And uh, how are you recording voices? You're, well, you're you're not recording on the actual unit, so you you have to use it in concert with a video camera recorder. or a digital recorder, and it works very much like a typical session in which you would take your digital recorder and ask questions and then play your digital recorder back later. The difference is is there's a lot more noise involved. Some people don't like it because it's uh it's pretty noisy. A lot of people attach external speakers to it and then they ask a question and the response if there's any paranormal activity in the area is immediate. You don't have to play your tape back. You don't have to spend hours hunched over a computer listening. You can hear the voices back immediately. And the nice thing, the cool thing about this is, is that if you were getting audio from one sweep, you would know it. You can get full sentences. You can get names. You can get intelligent responses from the other side. And you can hear the radio frequencies sweeping underneath the voices. Yeah. Well, I mean, wow. it, to, to it's, it's like very a intense. Perfect example. Our, we did an investigation at the mausoleum that we always used to talk about. Right. And we used this device. The voice was saying, because we were all kind of being loud. We had a bunch of people there. Yeah, we had about uh, seven, eight people there. With yeah, us. exactly, which is more than we normally have. And the voice just simply said, be quiet. That was it. I mean, on, on this device it just said be quiet and it it's again it's a contextual thing you know if it was random i could understand that but when it's contextual like that and it has to do with what you're dealing with and you know what's happening that's Art, Brendan was very, as you know, you've had Brendan on, Brendan and Barbara for years. Uh, Brendan is very skeptical. When I was learning, uh, when I was learning how to do this, I trained primarily under Barbara. I'm, I'm a little Brent. skeptical too. 
Yeah, and, and that's great. And you should let be, me tell you why. Them. Let me tell you why. Um, if you've got a, what amounts to a scanner in there, mm-hmm. then you're listening to radio frequencies. Correct. And if um, even if it's just white noise, well, if you should suddenly get a voice, that could come from. Um, I don't know, a shortwave broadcast station could come from me. Yeah. I'm on the air all the time exactly. on shortwave. So, how, many, how many years have we brought that up where it's, you know, people with EVP have said, okay, it's baby monitors. It's, uh, I mean, how many whatever. years? Whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever. Exactly. So and, that's why I'm skeptical. I, yeah, and I'm skeptical as well. It's just when it's in context like that, and it happens over and over is where it's... The last time Brennan and I were together in the mausoleum, we were talking to a husband and wife couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were standing next to their, to their vaults in the mausoleum. And we were getting intelligent responses. They were telling us their names. They were telling us the year and uh, date that they died, you know, the exact date and year that they died. Uh, at one point, they had a couple. They had a picture of the couple on their vault oh, as they were buried together. Us, yeah, where the vault is. And you remember, Brendan? Yeah. I said, I said, Jake, you, you, uh, you and your wife are a beautiful couple. And uh, you know, the voice of an old man came through the radio and said, "Yes, I know." Uh, very intelligent responses. And if again, the thing that you want to listen for so carefully with these spirit box sessions is. Is are the voices coming through as the radio is sweeping underneath? Does the voice change? Does it change? Does it go male to female, for example? Do, does it, it change in age from young to old? Now, it's been our finding, and Brendan is is a bit of a convert to this uh, because he's seen it in action, and it has uh, it's blown us all away because the voices are consistent. As the radio is sweeping underneath. Yes, all right. I have a quick question for you, and you may not be able to answer, but typically what frequencies do you scan? It scans the entire band. So it will start at one end, you know, at at 88 point whatever, and then scan all the way up to 107.9. As the FM band? Uh, Either or. You can also scan on the AM band. We've also had a lot of luck in locations that are underground. Yeah, but you're, you're going to hear FM stations, right? Yeah, absolutely. If you scan FM, you're going to hear FM stations. You are, but it's only for a fourth of a second. Now, think for a moment how quickly, you know, Art Bell, that's what, a second, second and a half? In that amount of time, you should hear four to five radio sweeps underneath that. You, you will hear uh, the, in, other words, in other words, these uh, voices come over. Absolutely. The scanning frequencies. Yes, I see. Yep. All right. I still don't like it as well as going in with a, a recorder Many and, a mic- and a microphone. Which is, I mean, all the voices that we brought tonight, none, none of them are from the... From the spirit I mean, box? This is what Chungo was talking about before, or Jimmy was talking about before, that, you know, we'll save that for later because... It's almost a whole show on its own. Yeah, it's Call him Jimmy. I, I mean, saying Chunga. Chunga sounds like somebody you bring with you when you want to collect on a loan that you've been having trouble with, you know? Absolutely. And, and All right, Chunga, break his leg. <laughs> if you ever need somebody for that, give me a call. <laughs> so what we're going to hear tonight, this comes from digital recorders yes. with only a microphone hooked up or, in some cases, no mic 
Have you experimented both ways? Well, yeah, and actually some of the ones that you're going to hear are not even from digital. I mean, they are from real. Old analog. Like, yeah. No, really? they're not even analog. They're reel-to-reel recorders. Yeah. I mean, they're that bad. Yeah, I know you guys have been doing this a long time. Yeah. I, I guess here comes a question. Well, you know what? I have to take a break. You guys relax for a moment, and uh, we'll be right back to you. We're going to be playing these cuts for you shortly and i do warn you these really are scary seriously scary things uh, but that's what we do it's called dark matter i'm art bell Dark Matter with Art Bell. To join the show, please call 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. Well, okay. Brendan Cook, Jimmy Chunga are my guests from the GIS. I'm Art Bell, and this is Dark Matter. During the break, I did exactly as requested and looked up the uh, uh, SB7, as I'm sure many of you did. And uh, learned quite a bit. And it is interesting, I must say. Uh, and actually, they recommend scanning from 76 megahertz to 87.9. So that really does keep it out of the FM band. And it has what's called a proprietary uh, white noise enhancement. And really, there have been a lot of uh, ghost investigations conducted by people using white noise. That's just, you know, like... You turn on a radio to no radio station, and you just get noise, right? That's white noise. Or TV, white noise. And apparitions and EVPs have been all around white noise. There was a movie called White Noise, you may recall. Okay, gentlemen, uh, welcome back. Hey, good to be here. 
So it is very interesting. I'm skeptical, but that's not what we're talking about anyway tonight. It's just interesting. You don't, you guys don't sell the SB7. No. Right? Oh heavens, no. No, we okay. don't sell anything. Right. Yeah, okay, good. No, I mean, like I said before, we have had offers to sell a million things, and oh, I we bet you don't have. do it. I, yeah. I don't remember if if you recall years ago. Uh, you know, when we were still using the old magnetic tapes, uh, there was somebody that claimed we were selling things for Sony, I believe. Like, Although there was like a product endorsement. Yeah, exactly. We were. Yeah. Uh, we were you may have mentioned that you were using a Sony. I asked you what you were using. That's what it was. Yeah, and people were saying, you know, is this what you're selling? So, I mean, yeah, people but, are always going to be skeptical about this. I know. About I, know. You know? I know. I'm not skeptical. It's why you've been on the air with me for years, because I'm not skeptical. I'm convinced that these voices are from the other side. I am absolutely convinced. And I don't convince easily. So, I'm a believer. Now, um, we're about to turn and actually play some of these. So, I'm telling you folks, be careful. This uh, will as it adds up through the evening, be very frightening. I think, for me, hearing voices from the dead is genuinely, profoundly frightening. It actually frightens me. Now, you guys can give me your take on it. Does it ever frighten you, or are you so used to it now that you just take it in stride? Yeah, it's one of those things you never really get used to. I mean, you do in the fact that there is a voice there. The, obviously, the first voice that we ever recorded was so shocking, and because, as I've said, I was so much of a skeptic that I, I never thought this would work. So when I recorded a child saying something, it's, how did that happen? And it racking my brain trying to figure it out. So you never really get used to it, but at the same time, it's kind of, okay, there's going to be something there at some point. So Hearing a child's voice is uh, particularly upsetting, actually. Yeah, the, the children are, I don't want to say horrible, but they are. I, oh, no, I think they're horrible. I don't think they're kids. That's yeah, another thing where Brendan and I kind of go back seriously? and forth. Seriously? No. What do you think they are? Well, you know, in order to believe, you know, in order to believe that you are getting a voice from from the other side, you kind of have to believe in in a higher power, correct? I mean, that's you yes. know, in order to believe in the relevance of that, then you would have to believe in God or some sort of higher deity. Okay. Well, it's hard for me to come to grips or get my arms around the fact that if you've got some all-knowing, all-loving omnipresent, benevolent entity, uh, that that entity would then, that, that God, that deity, whatever you want to call it, would then allow an innocent, harmless child to wander lost as a spirit on earth. I am I, so with you. I struggle, I really struggle with that, and I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I'm really, uh, I'm terrified of children's voices. I, I, I'm legitimate. I get scared when, when we capture them because I think it's something else. Uh, people, by their very nature, you know, it's human nature to want to help the defenseless. It's human nature to root for the underdog. It's human nature to want to, uh, to want to engage with someone in need. So if there's someone that wants to deliver 
harm or bad energy or hurt onto somebody that is uh, that is uh, living, what better way than to get their guard down? What better way than to put them in a different frame of mind uh, and change them from a defensive nature to a um, a position of I'm here to help you? Sure. And Here's that, another question for you, if, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, obviously, tonight, as people hear these voices, some of them, very few, are happy. Many are not happy. Uh, many are hard to understand uh, in terms of you know what what they're saying. In other words, as people listen to these, they're trying to discern. What is the nature of the other side? What's it like after you die? And some of these that they're going to hear are not helpful in feeling warm and fuzzy about when that time comes. Yeah. No, and and you're absolutely correct. I mean, the other side, and doing this for as many years as we have, we got into this trying to figure out what the other side was. Of course, that's the ultimate question, right? And... You know, this hasn't helped, which is bad. <laughs> I would I would even argue that we that we actually know less yeah. now than we did before. We're more confused now. All right. Well, then here comes a big one, um, and maybe the last one before we get going. But I would like to know your opinion, having done this for years and years and years and years, about whether these are people that we're hearing from that are in heaven. Or these are people that we're hearing from that are have died but are on Earth, stuck on Earth for some period of time? Or in some cases, are we hearing from people that are burning? Uh, you know, I hate to answer it this way, but honestly, I think it's everything. I, I think, uh, judging by some of the voices, and again, context is the biggest part of this. Context is everything. Uh, how, I, how relevant are the answers to the questions? Exactly. And I would say that we have a little bit of We've recorded voices from everything. And how, again, how we do this, I, I'm not sure how it works, but I do believe we have recorded voices from hell. I believe we have recorded voices from people that have been stuck here. Uh, Recorded voices from things that have never been human and have never had a body. Exactly. Really? Oh, yeah. That's a big one. It's terrifying. So you would call those things what? Demons. I don't know. You know, it may sound kind of schmaltzy or kind of corny. I'll tell you, Uh, Barbara never would have said that. You know, there <laughs> I, I, there were many times where Barbara had a stick at the ready, you know, to punish me for, for even suggesting something like that. Um, but the truth is, is that it, yeah, you know, I, I ran into that with her too, by the way. Oh, but, you know, that's a relief actually, because I thought it was just me. You know, it, be, being the guy who studied directly under her for a decade, um, that woman has forgotten more about this than most of us will ever know. Uh, but she was very spiritual and very mystical and had a very different way of doing this than Brendan uh, has. Let and us not speak of her uh, in, as in the past. Uh, she, she is still yeah, around. We're folks. eulogizing her, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's still around. 
Uh, yeah, she's, she's great. Probably Absolutely. She's kicking fine. the radio right now, but she's still around. So she's you actually think, yeah, some of these you believe, and I do too, I must say, I think I've heard EVPs from demons. I really believe that, or either that or somebody really screwing with you. Right. Well, Art, we're gonna, we've got some things here tonight that, that, uh, that Brendan and I have recorded and have had sent to us, uh, over the years. Uh, you know, a culmination of the three that, uh, will really give you pause. Really gonna make your blood run cold. Um, you know, one of these, well, more than one of these, several of these, uh, made me physically nauseous when I heard them. All right, that that's been my experience in past shows, and that and hence my warning to the audience. All right, let's get underway. I I had to do it, and so I did listen to the first one. I thought it was not particularly good, but let me reevaluate as I listen. Now, what's really cool is that we're on Sirius XM, and people are getting really good signals, so they're not straining to hear this through the static of an AM station six hundred miles away. They're going to be hearing it very clearly. So tell me about number one, and then we'll take off here and do it. All right. So in this one, this you remember years ago the mausoleum that we always talked about. That uh, yes. I mean, we we have done this mausoleum investigation. I would say over 150 times, and we just barely went back. What was it? Two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and you actually hear the owner of the mausoleum. His wife says that poor girl is going to be terrified, and she's referring to this girl that uh, we had brought. It's her first ghost investigation she's ever done. And the mausoleum, honestly, for anybody who hasn't been there or hasn't ever done this, is one of the scariest places to ever go. I mean, whether you're doing ghost stuff or not, I mean, it's just to be there is terrifying. Okay. So you hear that woman say that poor girl is going to be terrified, and then an EVP says, Ben, come over here. And the EVP is almost androgynous. It's it's not... Male or female. We can't, yeah, can't really to, tell. To me, it doesn't even sound male or female. It just sounds okay. like a voice. And here's the... Con- textual thing we were talking about uh ben which we talked about earlier in the show ben hansen from sci-fi's factor faked was about to show up at this investigation he hadn't come yet oh he was he was actually on the parking lot roughly this time all right all right here it comes uh let's all listen number one here we go i think on number one play that poor girl's going to be terrified. All right, I, I take it back. Uh, it was pretty clear to me. Ben come over here, I think. Ben, come over here is what it sounds like. Now, you uh, serve these up as as we go on here, so everybody knows. It's being repeated three times. And, um, and, and I think you increase the audio in the third version, or how does that work? 
Uh, well, in the last two, we will amplify it, but that's about it. So what we okay. do is we play everything in context with the investigator speaking, if there's one or whoever, you know, just so you kind of understand what's going on at the time. All right, and one then, other thing. Uh, when you're on site in the mausoleum or anywhere else, you are extra careful about who's around so you don't pick up a random voice. Am I correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we control everything that we do. I, we talked about this, I think, I don't know. Uh, it was easily years ago where we were doing the mausoleum, and you would ask the same question, and we said, you know, we make sure to lock the place. We actually hired police at one point to come out and make wow. sure that nobody else is around. All right, here it is one more time. Everybody listen carefully. The part that is the voice from elsewhere is Ben, come over here, and it's pretty clear. That poor girl's going to be terrified. It is pretty weird to imagine that's a voice from the other side, and it was pretty loud too. Uh, and also, it had a a kind of a hollow sound, like you would imagine an audio audio would have in a mausoleum. It does. There's a bit of an echo. Here, here's the other thing. You know, we we talked about the spirit box and all that earlier. Right. That mausoleum is completely encased in marble. You don't get radio reception in there. At all. I know, but it, the, it the hollow sound that we heard would suggest that it was actual audio exactly. as opposed as yeah. opposed to something sent straight to a recorder. Exactly. And I, I you know, I wasn't so much referring to the spirit box as I was to a lot of people's complaints with EVP is that these are radio transmissions that you're picking up. You you are not. Picking no, up I don't. I, I I don't see that. That that that's why I'm much more interested in the recorders that have absolutely nothing on them, and then have this on them than right. I am in in the spirit box. It's uh, something I'd like to investigate, but higher doubts than what we're doing here. This is awesome. Right. You guys are pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, really. Uh, you're sure nobody said that? Oh yeah, we're absolutely. You know sure. the, the hard. The, here's the hardest thing, Art. The only thing that you have to go by with something like this is us and our credibility and telling you That's that right. you know no. Um, and, and in my opinion, again, it goes back to the spirit box. Spirit box is a little bit different because you will have, you know, you'll have. It's almost like a second stage recording where you'll hear the people in the room, you'll get the intelligent response, you can clearly tell that it's coming through the spirit box and isn't somebody else that's in the room. Uh, again, I'm not a proponent one over the other. It's just two different means to an end. It's just two different tools in your, in your toolbox. Uh, with this particular EVP, 
we were all there were there were a, two females that were in the uh, in the kind of the entryway area of the mausoleum in the chapel area. Everyone else was at the very very far end, which is thousands of square feet away, uh, not within earshot, and. Um, there were no male voices around, and there were two females around. Uh, the only way to give you more context at that point is to play longer clips so that you can hear the audio of the people walking up the stairs, walking into the room, having okay. a conversation. You, you know right. what I mean? Yes, this needs to be said. Uh, these EVPs, folks, are found by taking the recorder to the mausoleum or wherever you take it, and then going home... And listening very carefully to hours of tape, hour upon hour upon hour of very investigation tedious. to find the EVPs. The right. spirit box, on the other hand, is designed to give you immediate feedback, which Correct. is scary as hell. I, you know, if you if you get a contemporary comment thrown back at you, uh, you know, from having asked asked some sort of question, that's really frightening. So I well, I'm what's really I'm not going to the spirit box right now. I, I'm doubtful of the spirit box. I, I'm skeptical. It's one thing when you think you may be getting a, a radio frequency, but when you have, you know, the last investigation Brendan and I were on, we were with a reporter from a TV station here that wanted to cover this. Right. And we turned the spirit box on, and the two first words uh, that came out of the spirit box uh, was the C word and the B word and the reporter's name. And you know, you know, there's nobody on the radio that is going to be using profanity and using, you know, especially really hard profanity well, you're on the radio. Well, not to XM much, huh? <laughs> that's uh, terrestrial radio. You're not going to get that. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Terrestrial <laughs> radio. You're not. The other thing that makes me skeptical about the spirit box, and sorry, but I, I've got to do this. Sure. If somebody wanted to. Screw with you. Yeah. I mean, all you need is a little transmitter in the right uh, range, and it would be so easy. Oh, yeah. So easy. Yeah. But I mean, the way these recordings are done, the way, yeah. I, I mean, I understand why go to the spirit box. If you're in a legitimate investigation, of course you're going to want contemporary responses. But what I like about what we're hearing tonight is that there's no possibility of any of that. Right, These, exactly. Yeah, they're and hard to get. EVPs are hard to get. You got to go home. You got to listen to hours and hours and hours of stuff yeah, to get like it. Jimmy said, "I mean, it's it's tedious. It is so tedious." And that's why yeah, we I get it. Include any of the spirit box stuff because the spirit box is simply a tool. That's it. It's it's no, it's I get it. And it would be the next logical place to go for you investigators. But when you present something to um, a national audience or international audience, actually, like now, trust me, what you're uh, playing for them is much more credible, is the word. Let's go to number two. All right, so number two. Now, Brendan, this was, uh, re this this is, was the Boston funeral home that we did. This was a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you're going to hear Brendan's voice. You're going to hear him. And uh, Brendan's going to say, can you guys tell me, what you like to do, uh, where you are, something to that effect. He, he says, uh, can you guys tell me what you like to do, where you are? Asks a question, and again, it, it, you're going to go back to the child EVP, which you know stops my heart every time we capture one of these. 
uh, the child says, I need you, you need to hide me. Really? Now, nobody, nobody heard this at the time, obviously. And again, this is a funeral home, like in the middle of the night. There's no kids. There, I, I, I hear you. All right, uh, here comes number two. Can you guys tell me what you like to do where you are? Wow. Okay, that's clearly a child. Um, no question about it, a child. And you're saying that he says, I need you, you need to hide me. And well, and uh, we should probably talk about this. All right, uh, let's let's talk is, in one moment. I want to do it once more. I want people really to hear this, okay? Yeah. Uh, then we'll talk about it. Here we go. Can you guys tell me what you like to do where you are? You know what I think it says? What's that? I need you. You need to hang me. What? <laughs> well, you know, you bring you bring up an interesting point here, Art, because uh, you know, every time we do one of these sessions where we're going through hours of tape, it's you know, pizzas and you know, snacks and people coffee. sitting in coffee, yeah. <laughs> people sitting in a room and and then arguing uh and and offering up their own interpretations and you know Brendan and and Barbara would would never agree <laughs> ever i i and, know and barbara would it, it came down to me you know it came down to me splitting them up uh, you know several different times all right sorry uh, about this folks but one more time this time see if you hear you need to hang me here we go can you guys tell me what you like to do where you are I'm sorry, guys. That's what I'm hearing. You know, again, interpretive, I can hear that as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all about context again. Well, it's not even so much that. It's what I was saying before. This is subjective. It. it I mean, what I was trying to get to before is these are subjective. When we tell you what these are about to say, you know, it's human nature. You're going to listen for that. I mean, it's it's the Rorschach test. It's the, power, the power of suggestion. Yeah. Again. Well, so, one thing's for darn sure, that's a child. Yeah, exactly. And that's the key point. I mean, you know, we would love to know nothing more than what exactly that voice is saying. But the key is there's a child's voice there that shouldn't. Be. be there. I mean, it shouldn't exist. Oh, it's in the middle of a mausoleum, right? No, that was a... No, I'm Boston, sorry. Yeah, that was in a Boston uh, funeral home. Okay. Um, good. Well, still, a Boston funeral home. Probably well, late at night, I imagine. Good. Right? Yeah, it's, it's not exactly the ball crawl at McDonald's, <laughs> you know? Oh, you can talk light about that. All right, hang loose, guys. We're going to take a break here. I was pretty sure it said you need to hang me. Now, that isn't what I wanted to hear because, well, who wants to hear that? But that's what I heard. This is Dark Matter.
frontier for Art Bell's Dark Matter. To call the show, please dial 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. Don't leave me this way is right, and if you do, I'll be nearby with a recorder. <laughs> this is um, EVP, Electronic Voice Phenomena, folks, and what you're hearing has been recorded uh, on digital recorders. Uh, for the most part, uh, and we'll notify you when it's otherwise. Not the Spirit Box. Spirit Box is a good subject for another show. Spirit Box allows contemporary, real-time communication with spirits. These are hard. What you're hearing tonight are really are hard to do, hard to get, hard to listen to, hard to talk about. But uh, that's what we're doing. Brendan Cook, Jimmy Chunga, my guest. Welcome back, uh, gentlemen. Hi there. Hi. Thanks for having us. Uh, you're very welcome. Um, I know that this is easier for you, but it scares me. Uh, we're we're going to move on now to number three. And uh, where where was this done? Okay, so this was at the same Boston funeral home. Uh, it was that same night, but it was hours later. And you remember the last voice was a kid. I do. Okay, here's the thing that scares me. And this is where Jimmy and I, I, I think we talked about this quite a bit on are, are these actually kids or are they demons or are they trying to pretend they're kids? Because you're going to hear me ask, can you describe what it's like where you're at? Which is uh, a common question that I ask, I, because right. that's why we're doing this. I mean, right, we're trying know, to what, find out what's yeah, there. What's nature of the other side. Of course. So can you describe what it's like where you're at? And then this child says, I saw something move. There might be monsters over there, which is sad. Can you describe what it's like where you're at? Wow. Okay, the um, the first part where the child says, I saw something move, that's kind of hard to hear. Yeah, it's, it's a little tough. That part is, I mean, that's, again, this goes back to what we said. It's, it's a consensus between everybody that listens to this, you know, a hundred times and says, okay, that's right. what it says. But, but the last part is, is very clear. Um, and it also, I'm sorry to say, really does sound like something a child would say. There might be monsters over there. Exactly. And uh, in the context, is that not the most disturbing thing that you have? It's very disturbing. Yes. Because that is what a child would say. Yeah. And, and you're I'm, sure. And you swear on a stack of Bibles. There was no child anywhere near this recording. In a funeral home. In the in, middle of the night. In Boston. Yeah. No. There was no... All right, um, one more time. Here we go. Can you describe what it's like where you're at? Okay. 
Yeah, that's really clear. That's yeah. too clear. It's it's <clears throat> it's I I want to say wrong. And like Jimmy brought up earlier, it's it's one of those things where we did this to get answers, and we've oh, ended no, up. I, I understand. I understand. I just don't know what answers we're getting, and I don't know if I like them. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, well, first of all, uh, by number, I don't think that many children die compared to adults uh, to justify the percentage of child EVPs you get. Right. What do you think? And that's the thing. Well, you, know, what you, you think about child mortality through through history in America, child mortality is is not what it used to be. But, you know, back in the in the, you know, 16, 17, 1800s, uh, here on this continent, child mortality was considerably higher. Just because we're hearing a child's voice doesn't mean it's, you know, of a recently deceased child. It could be, you know, that child could be, you know, could have died hundreds of years ago. It's true. Um, the ghost phenomena, gentlemen, is it local? I ask this because what we're hearing, obviously, is English. One would imagine that, you know, children and adults are dying all over the world. You don't have to imagine that. You know that. So uh, we're not hearing French, German, Spanish, and here's Chinese. <clears throat> we're not simply because we're not putting it on the radio. There are, if you go to our site, there are, I, I would say, at least 30 voices that are in other languages. I mean, we've got everything from Polish to Native American to German to Spanish. I mean, and it's just... Do you wonder if these uh, are foreign uh, people who passed on here, or they're foreign people who came here after passing on? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, you have to. That's you'd have to wonder that. But I, I, to to give you a perfect example of what I'm thinking of, uh, we were investigating an old pioneer museum, and you know, I, there's a common knowledge among people that do this that it's not just places that are haunted; it's people, it's artifacts, it's things like that. Uh, in this Pioneer Museum, it was like, I, 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 it's hard to describe, but we got this overwhelming sense of this Native American woman and then this Polish woman. And I don't feel anything ever when we do this, but we got this sense of like burning sausage, which you'd associate with Polish. And yeah, so... When we listened to our recordings, we had this Polish woman singing some song that we've never heard of. I mean, and this is contemporary, completely contemporary information. Right. She's singing this Christmas song that nobody's <laughs> ever heard in our group. And then I think we played it on your show, actually. And then we had a response from somebody giving us the translation. Oh, I remember looked, that. 
Yeah, and we looked it up, and um, the, that was it. I mean, that was what happened. I mean, that that's exactly what that woman was saying. All right, I, I want here's something else that I want to get out to the audience, and that is that um, although you are experts at doing this because you've been doing it for so long, there's nothing in the world that says um, whoever's listening right now, if they don't believe this, is welcome to go get a recorder, go to a site like this if you have the cojones for it, and uh, do some hours of, um, of of questioning and talking and see if you get a response yourself. Well, you know what? I've said this in years past. People have said, okay, I take the challenge. I'm going out, and they come back with EVPs that they send to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, and you're right. I, there is nothing. You know, we're not selling anything again. Right. We're not. We we've considered this as show and tell. That's that's what we do. We show and do scare maybe for our own our own benefit, and then we show people, and you, they can believe what they want, and then we say, you know what, go out and get a recorder and do it do yourself. It. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And that's one of those things that's so frustrating to me about people that want to have, uh, you know, they, they want to offer up, uh, you know, certification or diplomas. Uh, because anyone can, anyone can grab an analog cassette tape recorder and go out and try this. You know, we, at the GIS, we don't recommend you do it in your own home. That's something we recommend you stay far away from. Uh, however, it does not Why? require, um, Why? Well, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons for this. Art. It, well, it's it's one of those things where, and again, we talked about this before. It, when if we feel you're going to be scared by what we yeah. might find, when people call us and say, "Come into the home and right. you know do an investigation," here's what's going on. Right. Our first question is always, if what we find or if what we you know, present to you is going to scare you, what would you do? And if their response is, I don't think I could live here anymore, guess what? We can't do it. Very good point. Very good point. Um, All right, number four, please. Where? Uh, Number four. We we have spent um, years investigating a location which uh, Brendan and Barbara have mentioned to you before are called the Exchange Building. Okay. Now we have the exchange building here in town. It's a stock exchange, uh, stock as in animals, cattle, pigs. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Not stocks as in bonds and pieces of paper. Okay. Uh, and uh, this was a, an old building uh, that was built in the 1920s, in which you know ranchers would come into town, and or it was earlier than the 1920s, wasn't it, Brendan? Yeah, it was yeah. the early teens or something. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's very, very old, uh, and the building has been a variety of things in its history. It's been, um, a, it's been a, uh, an, a, an, a, an institution for the mentally ill. I'm trying to be as, as politically correct as I can. It was a, it was an insane asylum at one point. It's also been a drug rehab center, and it's been a hospital, and it's been, you know, a variety of things. We we captured this EVP sometimes uh, when we do investigations, uh, particularly the exchange building. We will just set up. Uh, condenser microphones or digital tape recorders or, you know, digital recorders of various types, and then we'll leave the building. So there's no contamination, not even our footsteps uh, can be heard. And gotcha. in this uh, in this track, you're going to hear a woman with, she sounds like she's got an accent, it's possibly a Hispanic accent. 
um, just out of nowhere. Again, there's no context to this art. There's nobody talking. No one is asking a question. It's just, you know, a lot of silence. And then all of a sudden you'll hear a female voice say, put that thing in his eyes, hmm. which is right. kind of ominous sounding. Yeah, let's take a listen. Yeah, all right. Here we go. Number four. Put that thing in his eyes. Wow. Oh wow, that is. Um, yeah, there was just silence. There was no. That's there was very no concerning. Yeah, that's yeah. very concerning. That's very clear. I'm not sure I hear an accent. Uh, it's quite clear. And, really, uh, yeah, so you don't hear any accent at all. I um, don't. Maybe maybe somebody else does. We're about to do it again, so people can listen. But this one. Has no context. It just showed up on the recorder, and it's awfully clear. Listen again. Okay, you mentioned this was an exchange, right? Not, uh, yes. not a slaughterhouse. <laughs> no, no. But the thing that is weird about that is that it, she does have kind of a. Uh, medicinal, clinical, matter-of-fact kind of tone in her voice, almost like she's mm. performing a procedure. Or, yeah, you know, I'll give you that. I'll give you that, sure. Uh, but, <sighs> but what, you know, the context of it, we have no clue. We don't know. Um, also, you would have to, well, you don't know, but uh, you, would, you would have to wonder, put that thing in his eyes. On the other side, well, we don't know what's on the other side. We don't know if we have eyes, do we? And that's the problem. Again, more questions I, That's than one of the voices that we had got. I think, honestly, I, out of all the voices we've recorded, one of the most disturbing that we ever recorded was a voice that said plastic eyes. Hey, in the mausoleum. Well, it was in the mausoleum. Right. In the mausoleum. Exactly. And it was, it was, again, it was a contemporary information thing. In other words, it was a voice that we had no idea what that meant until we asked somebody and found out. And, <sighs> you know, this voice says plastic eyes, and then we go to the mortician and ask, you know, does plastic eyes mean anything to you? And he's like, yeah, well, we put plastic eyes in the bodies. I mean, oh, that's, really? that's something we would never have known. I didn't even know that. Is that it, a standard practice? About, yeah. Apparently, yeah, yeah we, we didn't know. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. after embalming, so that when you go to the viewing, so that the the body retains its you know Natural appearance. Form. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> All right, uh, onward we go. Number five, please. Okay, so this one we're going to go. Uh, out of the exchange building, and we're going now into a private residence that we actually did just about a month ago. Right. Uh, and there was, I don't want to say demonic, but that's kind of what it was. I mean, we had a lot. you got to remember, Art, Brendan is the skeptic. Uh, he tells you, He'll tell you. He'll tell all of your millions of listeners that uh, you know that he doesn't feel a thing. But as somebody that's empathic and somebody that uh, that works with him all the time, he feels things regularly. This was a very dark house. Still is a very dark house. This family, this poor family. I'm, I'm reluctant to even talk about it. Has been chased to three different homes. Uh, over the past ten years, and whatever this thing is, keeps following them. 
And oh, we, my. It's, it's, we're still investigating this. As we're talking to you now, we're, an investigation is ongoing with this poor family. That we're did, they, uh, did they invite you uh, specifically? Oh, yeah. to, they, did, they didn't even invite us. They begged They begged us. And we kept telling them no, and they, they wouldn't let up because, you know, typically, you know, what we tell people is that when you're dealing with something that's demonic in nature or, uh, or what is potentially demonic in nature that's never been human and all it wants to do is hurt, uh, you, you know, the, the fun times of ghost investigating are over. This is not something you mess with. You run, and that's yeah. all you do. You don't mess with You're it telling ever. me this family has moved ten times? No, three times over ten years. Three times over ten years, and they've been chased out of their other homes. Yes, yeah, and it's attached to specifically the daughter. And how do you know? How do you know the that? daughter is grown? By the way, not a little girl, but yeah, but, but, but yeah, a, big, a, a, a woman in her early thirties, right? And how do you know it's attached idea, to her? Like, do you want to explain this, or should it, I just? I don't know if I should. You know, I'll be as vague as I can without violating the privacy of the family. The the, uh, the father of the family uh, suffered a violent death, um, was found out on the street with a bullet in his head. Police ruled it a suicide. They don't feel it's a suicide. They said he had, to, you know, no pun intended, he had some personal demons. Uh, and shortly after his death, uh, that's when the paranormal... Uh, problems started happening with the family. They thought it was attached to the house they were in. So they moved, and it kept happening. And now they're in a new location. Uh, the kids are, you know, this, this, the daughter of the man who was killed, she has her own children now. And uh, they're all mortified in this house. I have two hours of interviews of these people just sobbing and begging for help. And, uh, you know, Brendan was in the, the master bedroom of, you know, where this woman sleeps. And uh, had uh, objects thrown at him. We have, and this is the the real giveaway here. Uh, Brendan, who you've known for years, Art, uh, came to me and said, "I want to get the hell out of here." Um, I did, and here here's the reason. Because our, and we've talked about this, and we can talk about it later. Uh, EVP is not normally heard at the time. I mean, it's it's not when you record this. It's not normally heard. You go back and you listen. It's recorded to, on frequencies you, the yeah. ear can't. Can. Yeah, you don't you you, you you don't hear it in real time. In other exactly. Words. No. You listen to hours of tape, and then you might right. get one word, and that's it. Right. So when we were in this house, I, I mean, I I can count on two fingers how many times I've heard an actual audible voice. And we're sitting in this house. We're conducting interviews. Uh, Jimmy had taken uh, one of the was it the daughter outside the daughter, yeah. to do an interview. I had one of I think it was the mother in the living room doing an interview with her, and I'm doing the interview, and all of a sudden I just hear non servium, which you know I grew up Catholic, so I know what that means. That's Latin. Uh, I will not serve. Okay. Which that absolutely you know I it. The, you talk about you talk about hearing uh, EVP in different languages. Uh, we become really terrified when you start hearing EVP in Latin, uh, which is you know a dead language. Sure. People don't know it, especially in the United States. And you know, unless you're a devout Catholic, you don't really know much of it at all. And you know, when we've got this skeptic in our group that comes running to me and says, "Hey, we got to get the hell out of here." 
because yeah. you know and 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 Brendan the the term for people who don't know I will not serve was said by was said by what I will not serve in Latin was said to our, our angel I I'm, I'm well it I'm, was said it was said by Satan well yeah oh yeah I sorry I'm I was trying to lead you into that, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan was ready for a smoke. Because yeah. like, right, I'm done. <laughs> Where's my uh, Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> let's play it. Uh, this is uh, done in the private home you just heard about. Listen carefully. What you're going to hear is hate you. Is that correct, guys? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here it comes. Oh, that is weird. My God, that's weird. Yeah, it's like really scary. Yeah, I do hear the hate you. Very drawn out with a kind of a thing at the end. And it's breathy. I mean, it's almost like whistly, kind of like just wheezing. And if you listen carefully, you can t- you can sense you know at least I sense uh, there is absolutely not one redeeming tone in that EVP. I mean, not no, one. I, good I, I hear nothing redeeming. <laughs> it's nothing. just a pure evil. Yeah, I'm hearing a little breakup on your phones. That may be coming from who knows what. Well, it's probably uh, me moving around. <laughs> Sorry. Really? Uh, please stay close uh, to the the base units if you're on a portable. Please. Absolutely. I apologize. Okay. Uh, that, that That's what happens. Here it is one more time. Listen very carefully. It's hate you with a little thing at the end, and it's very drawn, drawn out. So here. Yuck. That's pretty grim. Here it is again. Uh, you know, if I was in an 18-wheeler uh, in the middle of the night driving across the country and I heard that, I would be a mess, an absolute mess. Gentlemen, hold on. EVP, the G-I-S, are here tonight. I've been drifting on the sea of heartbreak Trying to get myself ashore for so long For so long Listening to the stranger stories Wondering where it all went wrong For so long For so long If you could read my Love, what a tale my thoughts could tell 
Just like an old time movie About a ghost from a wishing well In a castle dark Or a fortress strong With chains upon my feet You know that ghost is me And I will never be set free As long as I'm a ghost You can't see Dark Matter, much like Sirius XM, is all around you. To beam up with us, please dial 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. The music just works, doesn't it? (laughs) Not as long as I'm a ghost, you can see. We're talking about EVP, electronic voice phenomena. Voices from the other side. Let's face it, smartphones and tablets really are cool, right? They're wonderful, actually, except the audio that comes out of them is marginal at best and mostly terrible. And that's because it's not really possible to make a tiny speaker that sounds really good. They try their best, and they're good for what they are, but look here. <laughs> you need to get the uh, Sentna. The Senta. I've got to learn to say that correctly. The Senta Ally speaker, Bluetooth speaker. Now, this is a device that's about 9 inches in length. It's oval cylinder shaped, and it's a speaker. It's very small. It's lightweight. It's one of the best speakers for the human voice and great quality audio for playing your favorite music. That's right. It's great for music. So here's what you do. You receive the Ally when you order it. Yes, you have to pony up $69.95, but... When you get it, you hook it up by Bluetooth in about five seconds to your smartphone, and every song that you play on your smartphone comes out of the Sentinel, which has batteries in it that last for 10 hours, and it sounds like a, I don't know, Radio City Music Hall presentation. I mean, it's really good. This device is amazing, simply out of this world. So Bluetooth hookup means you can hook it up to anything you want that has Bluetooth, as in your iPad, as in your iPhone, or the the equivalent on the other side, whatever. Doesn't matter. Includes uh, an FM radio inside. It has all kinds of inputs and outputs, and it's $69.95. How do you get that kind of technology for that kind of money? I don't know. C-Crane does it, though. You can order one. Trust me, get one. Then everybody you show it to, all your friends will go, I want one. That's simple. You can order now. Operators are sitting around waiting. The number is 800-522-8863. That's 800-522-8863. And if you want to visit them online and actually see it, just go to ccrane.com. That's ccrane.com, also available at amazon.com. All right, here come my guests again, Brendan Cook and uh, Jimmy Chunga. Welcome back, gentlemen. Uh, Thank you. We've got a lot of territory to cover, and I think we're up to number six, right? We are, and this is one of the... uh one of the uh, EVPs that we brought for you tonight, Art, that is, um, frankly, it's, it's really disturbing. Uh, really, um, y- you know, we've played this for people and had them cry. 
um, because it's uh, it's just so disturbing. It comes from we actually did not record this, and in fairness, we got to tell you, look, you know, this, because it didn't come from us. Uh, its credibility is questioned by everyone in the GIS uh, simply because we didn't do it. You know, we did not record this. However, it was it, it was sent to us by a, uh, a family in Texas okay. who was being menaced, wanted our help, and uh, was being menaced. Had a little boy in the family that said uh, there was something that was uh, menacing him, hurting him, uh, being mean to him, and, and attacking him in the middle of the night. Right. And the family wouldn't listen to him. And, you know, as adults do, as we've all done, you know, kind of dismissed this kid and said, no, 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 no. Well, he wouldn't let up and wouldn't let up. And so the dad finally just said, okay, finally, you know, just I'm going to patronize this kid and just, you know, placate him, give him what he wants. So he picks up his video camera and says, okay, give me a tour of your room. You know, show me around your room. Where does this thing come from? Sure. And you'll hear in this EVP, you'll hear this uh, little boy that's being attacked by this evil entity saying, you know, this is my baseball glove. Uh, this is, you know, he's kind of, you'll hear him directing him around the room. And then you'll see, this is the TV. That's where he comes out of. And then he, he you'll, the little boy sees movement on the TV that's off. He'll, you'll hear him, oh. you know, reference the movement on the TV. And then you'll hear... Uh, the demon say, the demon. I am your worst enemy. Um, I watch you while you sleep. Oh, God. All right, here we go. Okay. Hey, look, my baseball glove. No, my old one. You're I just saw something move on the screen, Sean. I just saw something move on the screen. I just saw something move on the screen. And of course, the family can't hear it. And, you know, the thing that really... Uh, really sticks with me is that horrible growl at the end of the yeah. kid. No, what do you mean the family can't hear it? What do you mean? They don't. They don't hear the demon speaking as the little boy doesn't hear it. The dad doesn't hear it. Yeah, when this happened, I mean, it's it goes oh. back to what we were saying about oh. EVP. They're not hearing any of this. And then, can you imagine what a shock that is to go back and hear it? And the little boy says, you know, I saw something move on the screen, but it's not there anymore as the EVP is coming is, Well, it's yeah, like I, I don't like anything that says I watch you sleep. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. All right, one more time. Listen to everybody very carefully. I'm your worst enemy. I watch you sleep. See if you can hear it. Hey, look, my baseball glove. No, my old one. I just saw something move on the screen, Sean. Well, it's not there anymore. Listen for the growl. I just saw something move on the screen. I just saw something move on the screen.
Oh, you know what's interesting about that is if that had been faked, the, the little boy would not have been speaking over the EVP. Very true. Right. Very true. Because he had, he had no idea he was speaking over the EVP. Correct. And, and it's also the voice that you're hearing. Uh, it's been our experience. We've found that when you're dealing with things that, are, that, that have never been human, that have never inhabited a, a human body, uh, mm. that voice is very consistent with, you know, that type, that kind of timbre and tone uh, is very consistent with other entities that we've recorded of, you know, similar nature. Well, that's which, which lended like it to which lended more credibility. Evil. Yeah, yeah, evil, evil, evil. Uh, uh. All right, on to a cemetery. Yeah, and back to a kid's voice. Oh, great. Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and this is one of the, uh, aside from a couple of the voices we'll play tonight, this is one of the worst, just because it implies to me that a kid is still around and it's still interacting with people, thinking it's still there, thinking he can still do all that, and that to me is horrible. Uh but we, yeah, we're in the cemetery. This and this is one of the old analog recording. I mean, this was ninety nine, two thousand, okay. maybe somewhere right. around there. Right. And you're going to hear my wife say, "Did you just pull down the blanket?" And uh, Barbara says, "No." And then you're going to hear this little child say, "I did." Oh. And then my. yeah, my wife says, "Did you just feel like a tug?" And Barbara says no. All right. and no children wife, anywhere around, right? No, no, no I mean, cemetery in the middle of the night. Well, it's not even the cemetery in the middle of the night. This is a cemetery in the middle of the night in the middle of December. So, yeah. again, that's why she's saying, did you pull down the blanket? Because we used to go out into cemeteries and have blankets wrapped around us. It was, you know, that's, that's what you had to do. I'd want that, too. All right, uh, here it comes. <laughs> Did you just pull down the blanket? No. I did. Did you feel like a tug? No. I did. I did. I did is very, very clear. Very clear. Right. A child. A child pulled down the blanket. Once more. Mm -hmm. Did you just pull down the blanket? No. I did. Did you feel like a tug? No. Too many children. Yeah. Oh, it gets worse. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Um, all right, this next one should be, I think, pretty interesting. Um, there's, there's nothing said before. This is, uh, it just said, what it says is, I haven't heard these, it says baby laughing. Yeah, this was, again, it's also in a cemetery. You'll hear wind blowing. This was oh. the. Uh, this is one of those uh, situations that we were referencing earlier, where occasionally we'll put a uh, a digital recorder down somewhere and then leave the scene. And what we did was we set a uh, digital recorder down on a uh, on a the grave of a baby. It was a baby grave. There's a little, you know, marble lamb kind of carved on top of the grave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. You, you, you get the idea. Yeah. So we. Right. Um, 
we set the digital recorder down and walked away. You'll hear wind blowing. Now, there was some arguing within the GIS, Barbara, Brenda, and myself, uh, because some of us say that the baby is laughing. Others of us say the baby is crying. Uh, it is, it's really subjective, and you know, I'm interested to see what you think about this. Well, there's a lot of mothers out there. They should know. Here it comes. You know what? I'm I'm split too. I don't know. Is that a laugh or is that a cry or is that just you know, that that could be like a three month old baby. Yeah, it's it's young. I mean you can tell just from the tonage. I mean it's it's a young, young child. And you sure can hear the wind. Here it yeah. comes once more. Listen very carefully, folks. You tell me, all you moms out there, you tell me what is this? beginning of this program i warned you these things were going to be disturbing and they are i i really have the hardest time guys believing that the god that we all i don't know think of and i'm you know everybody thinks of some kind of well except for one guy i know everybody else thinks of a god who wouldn't allow a child <sighs> i i don't know I don't know. You know, there's a lot of theories. Here's what there's it is, the, I guess. I, I don't know what to say. There's the theory of residual haunting, which is there's not an actual spirit there. It's just, you know, energy, almost playing like on a tape loop over and over and over yeah. through time. And there's not, there's not a sentient well, being there. Have you, have you confirmed that? In other words, if you go to the same location, are you liable to get the same EVP again and again and again? I hear we thought we had at one point we thought we had been able and it was at the same cemetery that we thought we had a residual haunting and it wasn't with this voice i mean it had nothing to do with this voice okay uh where we would record the same woman's voice over and over and over again and and we thought again the radio transmission you know are we picking up some radio station this is some local host that we don't know about and then we realized that wasn't the case. No, and, you know, I, I, I don't hear that in any of these. Yeah, if, and, if there was some kind of broadcast no. something, I, yeah, I would, I would know. Yeah, we've done that once when we used the old recorders, like the old, old recorders. I, and this is, again, 15 years ago. I, yeah, we recorded radio stuff. I think twice, and we knew that it's what very it was. clearly radio when you. Yeah, when exactly. You it. It's clear, and then I'd know right away. Yeah. I'd know right away. That's not what this is. Because they have that voice, they have that tonage, they have that. That you know what it is. And then when we recorded this lady's voice saying, "Finally, I think it was the eighth or ninth time we have done this investigation," she just said, "I'm completely dead," and it was like intelligent. Yeah, and it was a self-realization to her. 
I'm dead. You guys are looking for me. And then we never recorded her voice again. And that wouldn't be residual. And I'm kind of like you are. I really struggle with this. I don't know that I believe in the residual thing. I struggle. I wonder, I wonder if when she, you said you never recorded her voice again after that. I wonder if once she realized she was dead, she moved on. Exactly. I mean, and, that, and that's cliched. I mean, it's completely cliched to say that, but that's the truth. I mean, once she realized, you know what, I'm not supposed to be here. These people are looking for me. I thought I thought I was part of them, and now I'm gone. Got it. I, I, All right. We, we have a lot of territory to cover, so number nine. Okay, so this is another one that was sent to us. Um, if you're ever aware of a book, I can't remember the guy's name who wrote it. It was called Phone Calls from the Dead. And it was documenting phenomena where relatives would call their, you know, their family after they passed on. Right. And they would literally talk to them. And this goes back to, we talked earlier about uh, Thomas Edison and all that inventing machines to do this. That's kind of the theory behind it. So this was sent to us from Britain. And yeah, really? It, yeah, it's a... It's a message that was left on an answering machine. The family said they had no phone call that came in. Caller ID did not show anybody calling. Uh, but all of a sudden, this message was there. And you're going to hear the message machine pick up. So it says message something or other, blah, blah, blah. And then right. the beep. And then you're just going to hear this gruff man. Like I mean, it doesn't even sound human almost, say, they're coming home. And was this uh, a voice that the people recognized? Yeah, the neighbor, they actually recognized that this was their neighbor's voice. I mean, this was somebody they knew that had passed on. I mean, even though to us it doesn't sound human, to them, they recognized it. All right, we're listening for their coming home. Here it comes. It's coming home. Wednesday, 8, 12 a.m. Uh. Oh, God. Yeah, it's pretty clear. Yeah, um, It sounds evil, but I guess it wasn't. Yeah, um, they, they actually said in their email that this was comforting. And I, to hear that voice and the sound, it, it, I don't know how you could think that. but because That wouldn't comfort me. It. Yeah. No way. <laughs> no how. No. Heard, One more time. Here, here you go. Wednesday, 8, 12 a.m. Hey, uh, not at all comforting. Uh, not at all. All right. It's a, it's, a, it's a little bit different than Buzz and Woody jumping back in the toy box, you know? <laughs> a little bit. A little scary. Um, glad it's late at night. All right, number 10. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a location that's in, uh, that's in Salt Lake City, you know, settled by Mormon pioneers. We have this big... Uh, this big, you know, I don't, I don't want to call it a, uh, it, it's a park, it's a state park where historical buildings and, you know, artifacts of the era are kind of on display. It's called This is the Place 
State Park. The reason it's called This is the Place is because when uh, the leader of the Mormons at the time, a guy by the name of Brigham Young, who the university, you know, BYU, uh, he was the prophet of the Mormon church. He came down through the mountains with handcarts and wagons and looked over the Salt Lake Valley and said, this is the place. So that's why they call this, uh, this area, this park, This is the Place State Park. Uh, you're going to hear Brendan in one of the buildings, it, which, by the way, the place is just incredibly active and very, very haunted, both by good and bad. There's a lot of really very uh, dark and kind of yicky stuff that we've encountered there, uh, which is strange because it's actually a religious park. Uh, but Brendan is having some trouble in this EVP. You'll hear Brendan struggling with his radio, which is a common occurrence there. There's a lot of energy drains there, a lot of drains on batteries and equipment. And you'll hear Brendan say, you know, hey, does this radio work? Is this, and you'll hear him kind of messing with it. Does well, this radio work? To be fair, I mean, this was me because it's such a huge place. We had to have radios. So I was trying to radio people constantly. And there's actually an EVP that precedes this that we didn't bring tonight. That I mean, you hear it's like a two-minute long clip of me just having trouble with this. Right. And then... This one is kind of right after, and it's it's like it's the rubbing salt in the wound kind of thing where it's just completely mocking me. Yeah, you hear a, you hear a voice say, "I don't like you." And it's messing with Brendan's radio intentionally because the spirit that was inhabiting this area did not like the fact that Brendan was there. Here it comes, number ten. Hello. Okay. Does nobody's radio work? Oh my! Oh. Uh -huh. Oh, very clear. Um, I heard a squelch break. Um, so exactly. obviously, you, yeah, you were messing with the radio or somebody, but that's not where this voice came from. Very clearly, no. it is not where this voice came from. Yeah, One more no, time, I folks. did not. When I said I was in that house, I did not hear that at the time. I heard the radio messing up, and right. at one point I heard, it's almost like the spirit box thing again, that where we talked about it, and you know, we heard different... Yeah, but you don't find these until hours and hours and hours, if not days later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, all that happened, and then all of a sudden, it's just, I don't like you, and then... The only way that EVP could have been better is if it said, me don't like you, because it sounds just like Cookie Monster when you when you listen to it. Cookie Monster. Okay, here it is. Hello. Okay. Does nobody's radio work? Oh, my... You know, it's actually a good thing that you didn't hear that at the time, or probably if you were like me, you'd have been the heck out of there. Well, it's not even, I don't think I would have been, because I've dealt with this for so long. I don't know if you can hear in my tonage, like, how upset I was getting. I, mean, I, I, I heard was, it. I, yeah. I heard you, yes, yes, I heard that. Uh, yeah, but I was, the, I don't like you part, mm, <laughs> not good. Not good at all. Not at all. Well, all right. Uh, so we leave a private residence, and now let's enter a mortician's house. Great place. Which, which, you know, is technically a private residence, but it's different where the guy is preparing bodies 
all day. Um, Not my kind of private residence. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm. Ugh. This is this clip is probably the one clip that has absolutely changed my entire view of everything we do. Really? It really it, because it is. I mean, I, again, I rationalize everything. I try to rationalize everything. And I could rationalize this even just to make myself feel better that everything we've recorded is radio transmission or it's... Oh, nonsense. I know, it isn't, it, it, but it makes me feel better to say that it is, especially with some of the stuff that's been said and what we've heard. But this yeah. one, I mean, there was a visual thing, and this is the, one of the only visual things oh. I've ever had happen. What was it? it? Is this the... Uh, is this the one with the, yeah, the little boy? The, boy the little boy. You're, this is this yeah. is the first apparition Brendan has ever actually seen. This was the first time he ever saw a, a full blown apparition. Describe it, please. Well, it was we're in this house, and uh, you know, morticians, believe it or not, actually make a lot of money, so oh, they can afford they really nice houses. So this guy's house is like a four level, you know, magnificent house. And when we went in there, there was only four of us, uh, and we each took one of the levels. So we had somebody in the basement, somebody second floor, somebody third, somebody fourth. I was on the floor with the huge living room and the fireplace, and right over the fireplace in this living room was this gigantic wall mirror. I mean, it covered the entire wall. And I remember walking in there, and this is another analog uh, one, I mean, because this was 2003, I think. I remember walking into this room and just seeing this mirror and being kind of in awe of it. And you're going to hear me say, is anyone here? You know, again, the standard question. And then all of a sudden you're going to hear a boy say, I'm a good boy, which later we found out most people think he says, I'm Gabe. And then at that point, I see him like running behind me. I get, there's no kids in this house. There's none. There, uh, we tell everybody on every investigation, you, do, you can't have anybody under 18 to be with us. Right, right. So, okay. All right. I, I, and so you actually saw him. But the problem is is that he was running away from Brendan, but his head was turned around. It was. Oh. It looked like his neck was broke. So it wasn't just a little boy. It was a damaged little boy who was staring at him as he was running away. Does that make sense? Yes, unfortunately. And we asked the mortician, had he worked on any kids that had had a broken neck? And? and? It, like a year ago, he had which, you know, we didn't correlate because, you know, it's a year ago, but... Here it comes. Is anyone here? No way. No way. No way. Huh. No way. Uh, uh, huh. 
Well, and so you know, you who said who said no talk. way? Who said Brendan. no way? You can Brendan. Okay, that's Brendan's voice. So you hear, "I'm a good boy." Brendan saying, "No way." I assume that was when you saw him. That was, yeah, that was responding to what I had just seen in the mirror, and then the kid laughing right after I did that. That's all right. One more time. Now listen very carefully. Uh, no way is Brendan uh, in response to seeing this apparition. Here you go. Is anyone here? No way. No way. No way. Wow. Wow. That's a wow. Um, well, that was, like I said, this is the one clip out of every, well, there's one other clip, but that has just changed my entire view of what we do and how we do it and what I think. Uh, Have you ever come to the point where you said, that's it, no more, I'm, I'm not doing this anymore? Not yet, but I've been close. It was, you know, when we were at that, that private home, when we got, you know, audible EVP of, of, you know, something speaking Latin and throwing things at us, uh, that was the only time in, you know, since 1999 where Brendan has actually come to me and said, look, I can't, we got to get out of here. I can't do this. I did. I mean, I forced everybody to leave. I mean, I yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to go. I, you know, I thought we, we, you know, Brendan and I had a little discussion. I thought we could handle it. And, you know, he was absolutely insistent that we not stay. So Barbara, Barbara had a much more, much uh, more optimistic uh, a view of of all of this. She tried to sort of temper everything, even when some of the worst things were said. She did. She, you know, she yeah. tried to be optimistic. So. And she still does. I mean, again, it's not like she's not here or she's not doing this. I mean, she's still a part of all of this. It's just she can't do it as much right, right. now. But, all right. Number, yeah, she, number 12, folks, we're going to move on. Bram House, whatever that is. Uh, the Bram House is again. This is one of those uh, one of those rare times. You know, keep in mind that you know we're, we're showcasing a lot of EVPs here tonight, and a lot of them come from uh, very evil and dark places. And, and it's actually very, very rare that we ever investigate anything like this, or that we ever accept an invitation to invest, investigate anything like this. But this was a uh, a house where the inhabitants, the women inside, were practicing witchcraft. They were witches. Ooh. And yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of um, kind of dark uh, ceremony going on in there, and they were dabbling in in kind of you know I, black magic sounds so corny, uh, but they were they were dabbling in some pretty dark stuff. And it wasn't long after they started doing this sort of thing where they started uh, having some real problems in the home, waking up with cuts on their bodies, uh, waking up with scratches, deep scratches, not just, you know, scuffs and things like that, but, but scratches or you know, cuts or drawing blood. Well, and at one point, their altar, uh, because, I mean, I, I don't know enough about witchcraft, I think, but I guess they have an altar that they have to have in a certain position. Uh, they woke up one day and it was destroyed and thrown all over their living room. I am it's familiar just... with people who work in the craft. Okay. okay um, so... All right. So the the actual EVP here is well is the... any anyone here now who who says that? 
Well, you're going to hear is me, you're going to hear me say, "Is anyone Brendan, here? Brendan Does anyone want to talk to me?" And then there's going to be this kid, and this goes back to what Jimmy was saying about kids not being, yeah. you know, kids. Right. And this kid says there was blood. Oh, great! All right, here I, it comes. Stand by, everybody. Is anyone here? Does anyone want to talk to me? Oh, that's awfully clear. Um, very, very clear. There was blood. And again, it's clear it's a kid. I mean, it's... Uh, I know. That's a is child. There, is, there, is there anything in the... Well, I guess there is history. Uh, you know, if if there were people practicing the craft, there could have been, I suppose, sacrifices that went on. Exactly, and that's what I thought. You know, because you're in these people when they contacted us, and again, what Jimmy, Jimmy was saying, we don't normally do cases like that because normally what you're dealing with when you are into different things like that, where you're inviting stuff, it's demonic, and that's not what we do. We don't All actually right, it's, take that out. I understand. It's coming up once more here, folks. Uh, understand that what you're hearing is the result of hundreds of hours of work listening to basically nothing until you get to one of these EVPs. Here it is. Is anyone here? Do you want to talk to me? <sighs> Am I right? Hundreds of hours? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fair uh, just, so. Actually, you're probably wrong. It's thousands. I mean, yeah. at this point, like the way we've done this, it that is, must get very tiring. It is so tedious. You know, as the years have gone on, Art, we've found ways to kind of streamline uh, what we do. We're, we're very careful to do what's called tagging. And that's, you know, when you're walking through a house, you know, any sort of noise that you make is identified by you on the recorder. So you hear footsteps, you say, that's me making footsteps. Or I hear Brendan talking in another sure. room. Sure. I'm careful to say there's Brendan talking in another room because then you go back hours after the fact and rather than spending 20 minutes listening to something and then finally determining oh that's Brendan talking in another room you're able to just move on. So over the years we've you know we've really been able to kind of trim that down but it is still very very tedious. Would the two of you you know earlier in the program I suggested people try this for themselves. Is there any danger in doing this? Yes. There is, I mean, danger as far as are you going to be killed? No. Uh, but danger in the fact that could something follow you home, that's certainly a possibility. Has something uh, ever followed you home? Yeah, yes. yeah I, had, uh, I had something very dark, very malevolent, uh, hurting my son. We both have. Yeah, it's, Brendan has too. Yeah. Not good. No. See, that's going to discourage people. And maybe it should. It should. It should. Well, yeah. well, because, I mean, it makes you think, is this something I want to do? I mean, we, again, this is show and tell. We, we're not proving anything to anybody. We just want to present what we have. If you question it, we say go out and do it. But realize if you go out and do it, I mean. You're inviting. It's like, an, it's like an invitation. Exactly. It's it's what what is the consequence of doing this? Well, and in order to really be effective at this, you really do kind of need to. Well, there's no kind of about it. You really do need to open yourself up. 
uh, to allow contact to be made. Um, and, Isn't and that what, the same thing you do with a Ouija board? Yeah, exactly. It, it is. You know, I had a woman ask me uh, just a couple of days ago, what's the difference between using a Ouija board and using a digital recorder? Or what's the difference between using a spirit box and using a Ouija board? You know, my only answer is that a lot of people will say none. Uh, I say that the difference is, is that, you know, operating a Ouija board, the theory behind it is is that, a, you know, an entity has to inhabit your body in order to move, you know, the, the piece around the board. That's uh, a good the, point. These other these other items, uh, the entity will, as I was talking about at the beginning of the show, if you weren't here listening to us, uh, we we have video of light anomalies and orbs actually flying into the the device or the flashlight or you know something in order to manipulate it in some way. Uh, now, and which you promised to bring in the the next time we do a program, right? Yes, absolutely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah, of course, yeah. of course. You know, we'll have that on the website. All right, number thirteen, please. Okay, so this is at the same house, uh, and it's just me asking, you know, after this is after we did the interview with these ladies, and they told us how bad this had become. Right. I'm, you know, I'm asking the spirits or demon, whatever is in that house, I'm saying, did you scratch that lady? Why would you do that? And then this just horrible old man's voice says to cause her pain. All right, here it comes. Did you scratch that lady? Why would that? What'd you do? Interesting to cause her pain. Not perfectly clear, but clear enough. Um, yeah, it is. It's muffled, but I mean, it's it's pretty syllabically. It's pretty pretty clear. And that, and you think that's an old man? It does kind of sound like an old man. It One sounds, more time. Yeah, it sounds like. Did you old... scratch that lady? What was that? What'd you do? Well, uh, that's bad intentions all the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um. These are pretty rough tonight. Um, I did ask for scary stuff, so I guess I, I got what I asked for. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on now to a happier place, I guess, an antique shop. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. You think happy? This is uh, this is actually one of our more sad. Uh, I don't know if I would call it scary, but definitely one of our more sad EVPs. Again, it's okay. another child's voice. Uh, takes us to uh, to uh, where we were investigating an old books bookstore slash antique shop, and we were talking earlier about how uh, artifacts and items can be haunted as well as people and and houses. Um, you know, anytime you get into an antique shop, you know, where you've got a lot of memories and a lot of that type of energy around, it seems to me that hauntings seem to be a little bit more prevalent. Well, we were in this place and you hear Brendan say, can you, you know, it's a, a very familiar question. Can you tell us what it's like where you're at? And then you hear a very sad little child say, I didn't eat today. Really? Which, yeah. I mean, and think uh, the consequence of that. I mean, that they're on the other side hungry having thinking they're hungry that. yeah yeah that's weird uh here we go can you tell us what it's like where you're at mm-hmm. 
All right. Uh, I didn't eat today. I think I'm over time for a break here, so uh, let me do that. You're listening to Dark Matter and voices from the other side. Clearly, I believe that. Some velvet morning when I'm straight I'm gonna To call Dark Matter with Art Bell and be part of the Sirius XM's VLS Very Large Signal, please call 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. Very Large Signal is certainly correct. Hi, everybody across the Americas. Great to be here. You're hearing voices from the other side. This is the GIS, the Ghost Investigator Society. Uh, they've been with me for years, haven't been around for some time. We're uh, just laying it out for you. These are recorded on uh, digital recorders for the most part uh, with microphones and nobody around so that there's no mistaking what's being recorded. All right, gentlemen, uh, welcome back. I blew right through a break. I got so interested. Uh, here we are, uh, and we're going Victorian, I guess, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, when I say Victoria, it's an old, you know, Victorian mansion or like late 1800s style architecture. Uh, 
And we have done this location, I would say, 20 times at least. Uh, this is one of the weirdest voices we've got, and it's simply because, again, the context of what I'm saying and what the voice says. But you're going to hear me say, are you by yourself? How big are you? And then a voice says, she knows you're alone, which I was <laughs> at the time. Any idea or thoughts or guesses about who she might be? I I almost don't want to, yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, here, here we go. Are you by yourself? How big are you? Yeah, that's right. She knows you're alone. Uh, when I was young, we lived in a place called Blue Ridge Summit, Pennsylvania, uh, or Maryland, depending on how you want to look at it. The state line and the uh, Mason-Dixon ran right through the middle of our house. And it was a big old house with 35 rooms, seven bathrooms, and secret passageways that were used uh, for the uh, uh, slaves that were escaping. It was part of the, uh, the whole train that allowed slaves to make their way north. And uh, we had secret passages all over that house. It would have been such a wonderful place for you all to go and do some recording. Oh, I'm, I'm salivating. Yeah, that's like now we're kind of jealous, so. Yeah. Um, she knows you're alone. <sighs> okay, uh, yeah, I'm going to do it back. once more so everybody gets it straight. Here it is. Are you by yourself? How big are you? All right, that had a, a a very interesting affect to it, a kind of a a whooshy, it's hard to describe, a kind of in and out uh, phased sound to it. I guess that's the way I'd put it. We we have noticed that uh, that weird phasing that you're talking about it usually accompanies virtually every EVP we get. It, it is, you know, and I, I, I struggle with it. I, I can't tell if it's the spirit drawing energy out of the actual device itself or if it's the energy surrounding the device that the spirit is using to speak. I don't know, but you get that weird warble and phasing effect in almost every EVP we've encountered. Isn't that weird? Yeah, very strange. Something about perhaps coming from wherever it's coming from. Yeah, and, and to be to be honest, we don't really know, do we? It's just coming from over there, somewhere. Well, and that's the thing. I mean, how how will we ever know? I mean, again, we talked about doing this to try and get answers for things, but now we have more questions, and it's almost like we've learned less. So, you know, I, I, maybe I should start asking what that is, and hopefully, I get a response one day. Well, how about we put it th this way in the, in the form of a question. Uh, everybody fears their own mortality sure. um, to some degree or another. Uh, what is all this when you 
combine it together, make you think about your own mortality and and what you're going to... In other words, does everybody spend time on Earth before proceeding elsewhere? Or is what we're hearing what you get when you die? You know, the the quick answer, Art, is I don't know. And I don't know that anybody (laughs) could really accurately tell you that. It's an honest answer. You're right. Um, How could you possibly know? You know, we have theories. People have theories. Uh, I try not to have. I, I try not to have theories. You know, the arrogance of the arrogance of humans. You know, right. we can use I'm a fork. You. Therefore, yeah. we know everything. Well, we we right. just don't. You know. All right. Um, number sixteen. Uh, this takes take us it. back to this is the place state park. Now, again, you you must remember this is a a uh, a it's a Mormon uh, run and funded state park. We used to go there. Uh, quite frequently, we, we we don't go there anymore because Brendan went on national TV and said there was something demonic in there. So we haven't been back. Imagine that. <laughs> um, but we, we did get an awful lot of activity uh, while we were there. Uh, this is Brendan saying, I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to walk down and try and find Brian, uh, who was a GIS member. It says, I'm going to walk down and try and find Brian. Uh, let me look here. Timestamp is 823. So at 823, I am now leaving. So it's kind of a long, uh, you know, so some, uh, a and long sentence is, from again, Brendan. This is me tagging. I mean, we right. talked earlier about tagging audio. and saying, Absolutely. Hey, yeah, so this is me tagging this. And again, because, you know, there there is something very, very dark. Both Brendan and I have had some pretty um, malicious and malevolent run-ins at this place, and you'll clearly hear a very dark and deep voice say, get out. It's that classic haunted voice, you know. All right, here it comes. I'm going to walk down and try and find Brian. So let me look here. Timestamp is 8.23. So at 8.23, I am now leaving. need any more encouragement than that. Of course, fortunately for you, you didn't hear it at the time, and it sounded like, frankly, you had already gone. Well, yeah, yeah. I I mean, I heard a door shut. I heard a door close, right? Yeah, yeah, because I was leaving, but I've done this so much. Even if I had heard it, I would have stayed at that point. This was, if you remember the radio voice that we played earlier where I was getting so upset at the radio... Yes, I mean, I, I would have stayed just simply out of spite. But you see, that's Brendan. Where Brendan says, hmm, that's interesting, that's the same time when Chunga fills his pants. You know, <laughs> and that's the beauty of having different members in a, in a group like this. I understand. I'm going to walk down and try and find Brian. So let me look here. Timestamp is 8.23. So at 8.23, I am now leaving.
That's horribly clear. Yeah. Well, That's all I'll say about it. It's horribly clear and horribly direct. I would uh, say it's probably the fifth or sixth voice that we have been told to get out. It happens. But it, imagine how many times, Art, you've left a building and that has happened behind you and have no idea. Yeah. Of course. Or anyone else, you know, as you're driving across the country or whatever. How many times I can only that? imagine the expression on Brennan's face when he found that later, much later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on everybody's face. <laughs> All right. We're going back to the exchange. Yes. Yeah. And this is where it starts getting not good. Not, not good. <laughs> you mean everything up to now was a love fest? <laughs> well... It's, it's been okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, from an EVP point point of view. Yeah, actually. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in this, there is not going to be any, we're not going to repeat this voice over and over again uh, like we do, you know, twice in a row. Um, right. There's no context. There's, this is one of those instances where we left a recorder in a room by itself. Yes. And pretty much left the building at this point. And, you know, you go back on audio a day later and look at the spectrograph, you know, to see. Sure. That's, that's kind of how we do it, is we look at the audio. We don't even uh, listen to it I, as much. I understand, right. Right. So we go back and do this, and there's just this thing that... It's this kid saying, he touched my face over and over again. And it kind of also goes back to the baby voice that we played, where right. we couldn't decide if the baby was crying or laughing. Either way, it's very disturbing. Yeah, this one, everybody kind of thinks it either says, he touched my face or he cut my face. All right, here it is. Coming up. Wow. Wow. I you know what I wanted to hear and I'm I'm going to play it again so that I can decide. I'm trying to decide if the inflection is the same each time. Uh, what do you think? I think it, it ranges, actually. I, it's almost like he's just, uh, he's progressing. He's, he's, he's pleading. It's not yeah. the same thing being run over and over again. He's pleading for somebody to understand him. Got you. All right, here it comes. <laughs> Oh yeah, um, that that was very clearly a change, a big change in inflection. Right. And you're right; it was increasingly pleading. Right. I mean, it oh, just he God. just says it over and over and over, and that's why we said, you know, this isn't looped. We didn't. And I want everybody to take a moment <sighs> and lock that voice into their memory, that little kid's voice, because that leads us into 
uh, into the next EVP. Now, the, the two EVPs were not recorded together, and I don't know if you're prepared to run that, Art, but I just want everybody to remember that little voice there. All right. Uh, remember that little voice there. I need to take a break. More ways than one. If I had a cigarette and I was still smoking, I'd light up about now. This is Dark Matter, exclusively on Sirius XM Radio. Direct your finger digits to dial 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. Well, um, how are you doing? Hanging in there? Here's the deal. We've got about four more EVPs to do. However, wicked indeed. Uh, we're going to open the phone lines now. My God. Sirius XM is wonderful, isn't it? A nice, clear signal so you can hear this. All of this, all the better. <laughs> Little levity, sorry, required. Um, so I'm opening the phone lines right now. Um, if you have a question or a comment, the number is 855-REAL-UFO, 855-732-5836. Let's continue um, with number 18 coming up next, and you said... Remember that voice. Um, it's burned in, no problem. Uh, what's number 18? Well, number 18 um, is, without a doubt, uh, one of the top two most um, disturbing and, and heart-wrenching EVPs I've ever heard. 
It's also, to, to my knowledge, one of the longest EVPs ever recorded. Uh, typically, when an EVP is recorded, it's one word or a f- you know just a few short words or maybe a sure. really short phrase. Uh, this EVP is uh, nearly a minute and a half long. Wow! In its entirety, which is a, an, an eternity when you're talking about EVPs. It was recorded in uh, that stock exchange building that we were. You know, I was telling you earlier that this thing got its uh, you know uh, its birth as a stock exchange building and talking about livestock. Uh, cattle and, and and horses and the like. Right. In its lifetime, it was a variety of things. It was a uh, you know an insane asylum, and it was a uh, you know a a small hospital, and it was also a rehab uh, facility. At one point, there had been numerous deaths. Uh, there was a mass murder there at one point. There was a su- you know a bunch of suicides. There's been a lot of agony and trauma and pain in this building. Right. Uh, we recorded this EVP. And again, you know, this is in, just I- incredibly sad to listen to. I want to warn everybody ahead of time, very, very sad to listen to. Uh, it is what you're going to hear was recorded in a room that was uh, once a surgical suite inside this building. Keep in mind, there's no running water. There's not been any running water in this building since the early 1970s. Uh, we set up a laptop with a condenser mic in the surgical suite which is on the main floor of this building. And we left. Brendan, Barbara, the other members of the GIS and I left the building. And we had, Brendan, how long was it? About 25 minutes oh, yeah. of silence. Yeah, easy, easy. You can hear, you know, a, a, you know, random cars passing in the back. And then this happened. And it is absolutely stunning. What is it we're going to hear? It's the, uh, boy, there is no tactful way to say this. Uh, it is the drowning of a little boy. Oh, God. All right. And it, the voice sounds eerily similar to the EVP that you just heard. It's, okay. If you listen carefully, you can hear two adults. What sounds like a, 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 a male and a female to me. And you'll hear a little boy repeating over and over and over again, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. You'll hear splashing around, banging on the side of the tub. And then you'll hear a woman say he can't breathe, and then a man in a very dark, foreboding, very evil voice, you know, say he can't breathe. And then you'll hear a very deep thud, and everything goes silent. Here and it, it is. Stays silent. Here it is. going to play that one again i you know the hearing the voices was very difficult there was hum in that recording 
Yeah. Which is too bad. Um, clearly, though, the water, <laughs> that was easy to hear. You know, when we when we first found that, uh, we listened to it as a group, and not one there wasn't a dry eye in the room. Yeah, as we heard that. In fact, there was a, a debate between you know Brendan, Barbara, and myself as to whether or not that was ever going to see the light of day. Really? Uh, we we almost just erased it and said, you know what, that's that's too much. That's way yeah. too much. Yeah, it's Barbara, who is not in favor of this angle of the whole thing. I would have imagined uh, probably would not have wanted to play that. She didn't. No, she she didn't at all. And it was really me pushing them to try and get it on your show and on my show. Uh, that she kind of begrudgingly agreed, uh, but even Brendan was was opposed to it. Yeah, it was kind of realizing you know we do this for a reason. I mean, we we treat these ghosts as people i mean that's that's how we've done this and then to hear something like that you can only hope that's a radio station and it goes back to my whole thing of rationalizing this yeah and are you know that that's no radio station (laughs) right no 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 number Um, 19 yeah okay okay so number 19 this is in the same building, and you hear me drop my recorder, and it's it was actually, for the time, this was 2005, right. it was an expensive digital recorder. And you hear me say, oh, well, that can't be good. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, this woman just says, he broke my neck, <laughs> which we later found out that happened in that building. Really? And she doesn't sound too happy. Uh, yeah, she is very, very upset. All right, number 19. Oh, I can't be Very, very clear. Uh, he broke my neck. Now, do you know if there was some kind of crime... Uh, yeah, oh yeah, there was absolutely a crime in that building. There was, I mean, uh, this place, like Jimmy had said, I mean, it's everything from a stock exchange building and stock livestock to, sure. you know, mental institution. Uh, there was a double homicide. There were suicides. And we found out one of the homicides was a guy breaking a woman's neck. So this, you you could almost consider this contemporary information because we didn't know that at the time. Ah. But okay, I, here 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 it is one more time. Listen. Oh, I can't Now, if you want a show for Halloween, you might want to record this one and uh, have sort of a a family night in the dark on Halloween. Uh, Number 20. Uh, Number 20 is really simple. Uh, Also in in the same building, uh, it's just a woman humming. You know, it it requires really no more than that. Again, no no one was around. Um, You just hear a woman humming. Just going to get whatever you get, I guess. Yeah, uh, that's it. Here, here it is. 
my comment is at mm-hmm. least she sounds happy well the interesting thing about that building art is that when you go into the exchange building because the, the you know the, the i think the last thing it was commercially was a methadone clinic and uh in you know involuntary rehab center basically and, and you'll see messages of what i call medicated optimism scrawled all over the walls <laughs> Medicated optimism. And you can tell that they're on, you know, that they're on something and it's just these random, you know, messages of, you know, somewhat delusional messages of hope. And so when we got that humming, it sounds to me, uh, again, you've got that weird kind of phasing and that weird kind of warble as she's, as she's humming, but it sounds to me like she's just kind of zoned out and she's just hopped up on methadone or something and just kind of, Mumbling slash humming to herself. Yeah, and it's almost like you can just picture the woman walking down the hallway. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. All right. I want to turn the audience loose on you, too, but we've got one more here and then a quick break and then we'll go to the phone. So, um, number 21, the last one we've got tonight. Okay. So, this is a private residence. um, And we had to say this is a private residence. So, I can't even tell you where it's at because, okay. yeah, we were kind of forced to. Um, but it's uh, one of my, again, standard questions that I ask when I go out. I'm just saying, how old are you? And right. then this woman says, he's so little. Here it is. How old are you? Okay, let me do that one more time. Uh, a little more volume. How old are you? There you've got it. We're going to go to the phones. So, 855-REAL-UFO. Come get it.
Dark Matter with Art Bell. For you to really matter, please dial 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. Well, all right. Uh, several have noted that we have played some of these EVPs previously. There's no question about it. Um, I asked specific for a very specific reason that they be a mixture of old and new. The reason for that is simple. Um, everybody has to remember that we're now on Sirius XM. We now have a new audience of, um, I don't know, 27 million people, something like that. So, obviously, uh, in trying to get some up to speed and uh, allow the audience to enjoy some of what has transpired in previous years, I wanted a little bit of both, and that's what we got. It was kind of a mixture of the old and the new. Gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you. Are you uh, ready to take some questions from the audience? Because they Let's sure do, do have them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Well, then here it comes. Uh, Dark Matter, you're on the air with uh, GIS. Hey, Art. This is Eddie in Arizona. Hello. Roswell's from Belgab, sir. Thank you. <laughs> um, I uh, record music and record voices for a living. So I wanted to ask um, your guests how uh, they... Uh, explain how the EVPs take on the reverberation and the sound of the room if the EVPs aren't actually being recorded or being heard by the human ear. Well, you know, Eddie, it's it's uh, this is this is Chunga. It's Jimmy. Um, I'm I also am in music production. That's what I do. That's kind of my day job. And uh, you know, my answer. Brendan may certainly have a different answer. My answer is, I don't know. That's why it's called a phenomenon. Uh, <laughs> it's because we we have absolutely no clue as to why the echoes and the sound reverberations uh, can be picked up, other than they're just speaking at a frequency that our human ear can't hear. And that that's the thing. I mean, we've said this for years. We we don't know. Again, it's a phenomenon. It's. Uh, <sighs> To explain, especially in the mausoleum, because it has that... The high marble walls and the cathedral-like, yeah, that, you that know. Yeah, but you know, that implies, though, that uh, that it was actual audio, that yeah, it was exactly actually re- reverberating and off the walls. And also, Art, the uh, recorders, they record the same frequency that the human ears can hear. It's 20 hertz to 20,000 megahertz, or 20 megahertz. So the human ear can hear that, and... So the recorders get that as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the point. I, it's I, how do you explain it? How can you I not mean, hear? You it? Look at like the hundreds of people that have done it, and just say, okay, well, I, I didn't think this existed, and I think the best answer, really, for you know, for those who are skeptical, I say, go get yourself a recorder. Well, you don't, it, at this point, you don't even have to get a recorder. I mean, your use phone your smartphone. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And even use more... your smartphone. I don't care. Although you probably need more volume to listen. Well, I guess with headphones it'd be. Yeah, right. headphones. Yeah, you're. Yeah, yeah. That's that's how I've been listening to him, Art. And with the fidelity through Sirius, I mean, it's it's really uncanny how much you can pick up, especially the first three that you did. It sounded like the the EVP, the voice, wasn't even taking on the, the reverb characteristics of the room at all. It sounded like they were in like a, a dark chamber, and you know the investigator's voice sounded like it was in like a plate or a hall in you know a much smaller room, which right. I thought, well, how can that be? And then the later ones, you know, the last fifteen or so you did, uh, the voice, the reverberation sounded almost 
exact to yeah and i think you know, a lot of that has to do with i mean the difference in what we're using i mean how we're recording stuff the ones that were played later were there were more um traditional analog recordings uh, in the in the later EVPs that you heard, uh, the ones that we played first were, were some of the newer, more digital ones. Uh, but again, that, that that offers no explanation whatsoever. So, do you guys believe that um, that you the the digital is better than the analog as far um, as recording EVPs, or have you have you noticed a difference, especially with me, a, with the audio artifacts and things, especially with the digital stuff? Let me tell you this: I know people that will drop hundreds of dollars on really top-end digital recorders. And it's been our experience that, you know, the traditional uh, cassette tapes and lower-end uh, digital recorders tend to work better simply because they don't filter out as much white noise. So it allows us to kind of to differentiate a little bit easier. But again, that doesn't mean that the, the higher-end stuff isn't going to pick things up. We use a very expensive condenser mic, uh, and we get you know lots of data from it. So um, again, we can't really point to one thing that works better than another. They're just kind of different. Do you guys process the EVPs at all, or is there any type of processing with the digital recorders as far as like uh, bringing the noise levels down or any compression or things like well, that that might I, add artifacts? No. No, the only thing we do, I mean, we process as far as taking out any white noise that might be there. The mixer didn't, you know, take out. But what uh, about the recorder? Your uh, recorder as you're recording them. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like the recorder stuff, yeah, we had to process that, especially when it was analog. I mean, because you have the motor head. You have, I mean, you have moving parts that are... Yeah, you know, I could actually hear the motor head in one of them. Exactly, yeah. You could tell that was the older one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and also to keep the credibility of the GIS, there's something that, that I, you know, I feel I have to tell you, because this is my occupation, is, you know, using, you know, Pro Tools and Ableton and, and you know, a lot of these uh, different software programs, uh, because that's my occupation, I don't actually do this. Uh, all of this stuff is actually done by Brendan. I don't touch it at all because I don't want anybody to get the crate, you know, to think that, you know, I have in some way, because I'm, I'm a professional at it, I have in some way manipulated anything. Or over-processing it. Yeah, yeah, so I don't touch it. I, I don't touch it at all. It's all done by Brendan, who does not do that for a living. Right. Because it sounds the voices like the- are, are, are what they are. Caller, thank you. The voices are what they are. And as I said, if you're skeptical, go try advice, it. Yeah. Absolutely. Go try it for yourself. Now, we've done that in times past, and inevitably I get all these people coming back to me in email, sending me EVPs, telling me, oh, yeah. People don't realize this goes back to the beginning of sound, to Alexander Graham Bell and on from there. Kind of like what we said before where, you know, People say, well, you're skeptical, and uh, hey, you know, we tell them go try it, and then they say, well, <laughs> you guys have some kind of uh, companionship or partnership with Sony, or and that's why you're telling us to go try it, because then we're going to go out and buy a Sony recorder, and we're going to, you know, you, it's, you can't win. I, and we don't want <laughs> no, people I know, to... I know. 
do that. Hey, like, you, you want to know something, too? I'm going to throw you kind of a curveball here. Art. This goes back to, you know, back in the days of vaudeville when they were trying to find uh, ways to amplify voices in theaters, they would use copper wiring that would run down through the perimeter of a theater Right. And they they would try to find I don't know how much you know about this, but you know, actors would report hearing voices uh picking up E V P off of this copper wiring, out of this reaction in theater. Yeah, and I so you know, the reports of EVPs and this phenomena going on goes way back to before there was any sort of electrified sound. Gotcha. And and it, it would you know, challenge yourself, go read this stuff and grab a tape recorder and go out to a cemetery and just try it on your own. And when you do that, it's like somebody opening up the window shade to an entirely different world when you know yourself that there was nobody there with you and yeah. yet you have All right. All right. Dark Matter, you're on the air with the GIS. Hi. Yes, hello, Art. It's a great yep. honor to speak with you and your guests. Um I want to reference a couple uh um, things from Whitley Strieber's book, The Key, um, okay. in, in regards to the uh, why the uh, dead come through as children. Uh, okay. The one thing, the one reference is the acts of life affect the appearance of the dead in every tiny detail. Everything is imprinted upon the soul. Okay, you don't often, have a very good connection. Say that again, please. I'm sorry, I'll say it all clear. The acts of life affect the appearance of the dead in every tiny detail. Everything is imprinted upon the soul, often in surprising ways. Most dead appear in, as innocent children, longing for sensual lives and hoping that wow. the body will be sparked at this time. Wow. Okay, yeah, that, that seems to be spot on. Um, were you gentlemen aware of that? Well, yes, yes and no. Um, because, they, I mean, that's a very common, that's a very common belief. Uh, however, there, there are many common beliefs with regard to children and the dead. Uh, you know, some people believe that, that, you know, when, when you die, your soul, uh, your, your persona, your, your visible appearance looks as though you're in the prime of your life. Some people. Well, again, I'm, I'm no expert on any of this, but you have a disproportionate number of children, uh, recorded. Uh, there's no true. question about it. Right. Yeah. Um, Okay, Dark Matter, you're on the air with GIS. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yes. Oh, hello, yes. This is, I'm Ernesto. Nice to meet you, Roswell, and everything. Thank you. Uh, what I wanted to say was I actually had an experience that one of those rare ones with my sister. So it was uh, verified. You know, and it was actually, it was, you could say an EVP, except we did not record it. And instead we heard it live in the room. It was really odd. She had some loud music on, electronic you, music. You, wait a minute, you heard it live in the room? Yes, a voice. And it Which is very rare. Yes, and what is really interesting is it sounded very much like your demonic samples. It was really interesting when you said that and you played some of those. And what happened was it sounded like a very large whisper. Hmm. And you have to excuse me, sir. I'm, not, a, I'm right. not an expert on cell phones, but you sound a little demonic yourself right now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your connection. I forgot to uh, Hello? <laughs> yes. Hello? I'm so sorry about switch from Bluetooth. <laughs> okay. Ah. And... <laughs> sorry. 
<laughs> and so what happened was I had said some remark, and that was very strange because it also it was in a way responding to my remark. It was something like we had just moved into that new house, and I had said, oh, maybe things will be okay now. And at that moment, I was looking out a window, and a voice, very large whisper that was demonic a bit, said, what makes you think you're okay? Like that. And wow. at, the beginning, at the beginning, part of that sense happened. I thought it was my sister, so I was turning back toward her. But I thought it was so odd. And as I looked at her, I noticed she was turning toward me in the same way, with the same look on her face. Like, what is that? Wow. And it was between us. So we even tested it after that, and she kept replaying the same song five seconds, ten seconds before, but it never had a voice. <laughs> it was really strange. Hmm. Boy, do I appreciate <laughs> that story. That's, that's pretty wild. Uh, well, have it you kind of goes back to that private residence that we Yeah, did. have you two heard of uh, out loud EVPs before? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of Not I, that I, rare? We've got well, they're not common. Um, I, I don't. I wouldn't call them extremely rare, but you know, we've we've gotten uh, a lot of uh, activity where you can visibly, uh, or I guess audibly, I should say, uh, hear screams or yells or footsteps. Or uh, investigated a an old hospital out out in kind of a, in a small town called Tooele out here in Utah, and uh, it had uh, just shrieks. A woman just shrieking as though she was being attacked, and it was recorded on audio, but it was also audible to our ear as it was as it was happening. Okay, dark matter, you're on the air with GIS. Hi. Hey, Art, how you doing? Okay. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, this uh, I have a question from California. I have a question for the guys. Um, back in the 70s, I used to see ghosts as a, as an older kid. I'd say I was about 10 years old. Um, I don't see them anymore, and I don't know the reasoning for it because I, I used to see them a lot. They always suffered, they always be interested in my younger brother in his crib. I'd always wake up and see them. They knew I was, they knew I could see them. Um, they were always interested in him as a baby, but I don't see them or hear anything anymore. And it's, you know, it's, I'm just curious if, if, if it's something that you lose, or what no. would be the reason of being able to see him at one time and then never having that thing again? Okay, gentlemen. Here's the thing. I, when you're younger, and I've talked about this I don't know how many times, uh, you are trained to, I mean, not trained, but you don't, you're not trained is really the way to put it. Yeah, that's that's kind of it. I mean, when you get older, you get trained not to see certain things. You that's get right. trained you're going to be crazy or judged as, you know, when you're younger, you're innocent. You don't know that that shouldn't exist. I mean, well, my... that's right. The world trains you not to hear these things and not to believe these things, and so your mind exactly. does what it's been trained to do and rejects them. You know, and that's the, why, uh, you know, the wormhole, for example, I'm getting these messages as we go on. There are some people who just come on and say, it's baloney. I don't believe one word of it. Well, of course. How could scary. they? 
Yeah, well, you. that's how I that's how I started this. Was, <laughs> you know, one thing that I've worked really hard on, Art, is teaching Brendan. You know, it's you know to answer this guy's question. Yes, you can get it back. You can get it back very, very easily. And one of the things that that I want to try and just kind of really, really impress upon people is that, you know, if you think that you don't have the ability to do this, first of all, everybody does. Some people have more ability, or they they're 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 more in tuned and can do it easier. But you know, go back to Marlon Perkins' Wild Kingdom, or watching you know animals in the wild on on National Geographic or something. Have you ever noticed how you'll have a pack of you know impala or antelope, and they'll all bolt and dart at the same time sure and and you you know as mammals we're we're on this earth as mammals as, as animals just like you know everything else in the uh, in the kingdom and we're blessed or we are genetically imbued whatever you want to call it with certain sensitivities and certain instincts that we arrogantly devolve as we age and those sensitivities uh, can very easily come back. And I have found that the more investigating you do, um, the more in tune you become with the spirit world and the easier it becomes over time to, to feel this stuff. And even Brendan, you know, the guy who I've seen objects thrown at him. I've seen the things hit him in the head, lights, and, you know, I've seen attacks on this man, and Brendan will dismiss it as though it's nothing. Even he, the eternal skeptic, is starting to come around and come to me and say, you know what, um, I'm really feeling uncomfortable. You know, what right. is this that right. I'm feeling? Uh, we've got people to talk to. Dark Matter, you're on the air with the GIS. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes, Can you hear ahead. me? I hear you. Go ahead. Okay, so here's my question. Um, I'm curious to know if, as a child, I had an entity in my home. Um, I wasn't the only one who saw it. My mom had seen it. My family had seen it. Um, I'm curious, years later, um, having think that I have discovered who or what that might have been, is it possible to have something like that attached to someone that you will meet in the future? Oh, oh. yeah, that I have not heard of. I mean, that's, that's a that's a first. Yeah. <laughs> um, I you know what? Uh, we don't know. Right. Good that's, answer. Uh, yeah. When you don't know, that's the best answer. It really isn't in this field. You just can't know. Yeah. Dark matter. Oh, you're on the it, air. It, it, Hi, Art. Hi. Say, uh, uh, thank you for such a great show. I, I don't know whether to turn it off or... or <laughs> <laughs> I understand. <laughs> One interesting, freaky, spooky uh, show you guys have, and I thank the two guests for going out and gather this stuff. And I got I got two quick questions, and I'll hang up the question. But have either one of you has ever experienced, before you heard the audio on it, either a, a, a room temperature difference or some presence, uh, you know, in, in, in the room where he got the recording. And okay. have, have you ever had anybody actually identify one of those voices, like the one with the gutter that broke? Got yeah. it. Um, yeah. All right. So yeah. I think uh, number two is on the ID. Well, yes. Uh, clearly, they, they identified some of the people who had specific injuries or mortal injuries in this case. Right, guys? Well, yeah. yeah, and we've identified family members that know who. I, guess, I think it was 
voice number three. No, actually, I think it was voice number five that we played, the answering machine recording. Right, right. And people identified that as okay. their... All right, and, and what about and the, the temperature? What about temperature change? Constantly. Uh, constantly. Yeah, this is this is one of those things that it goes back to that, you know, the short answer is it goes back to what I was talking about before where, you know, I, I didn't even realize that I was somebody that was uh, empathic and sensitive to this kind of thing until we'd been investigating for a while. And I was I was recognizing things before the, the, the gear was. I was recognizing temperature changes and, and things like that before the equipment. How much was, of a temperature change have you seen? Oh, I you know twenty twenty five degrees. Oh my God. Yeah, uh, hot and cold, both yeah, directions. Yeah, up and down. Um, we found that it, the, usually the more dark and the more malevolent uh, the entity is, the hotter it gets. Really? And, yeah, and and the other way around. Uh, if it's a fairly benign entity and, and harmless and just kind of interested in you, it gets it's cold? cooler. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, dark matter. You're on the air with GIS. Hi. Hello? Hello? Yes. Yes. Uh, my question is, um, you guys are talking a lot of about, like, the EVPs and stuff like that. My question is, like, the physical. Like, have you guys had anything physically happen to you and Ica? Yeah. Like that. Uh, the, the answer is clearly yes. I mean, we just heard that Brendan had things thrown at him and hit him in the head and on and on and on. Right, I've Brendan? been scratched three times on my side, on my ribs. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, we we have had things, and again, this is my <clears throat> my rationalization of all this, trying to figure out how things could have happened where I'm physically having things thrown at me, and you know, Jimmy just said the exact same thing that I had something hit me in the head, and I said it was a bat. I, I when I have it on on camera, is a light bulb. Being thrown at him. But, yeah, I rationalize it as it was a bat that hit me. All right, next show, bring the video. You got it. You got it. <laughs> All right. Dark Matter, you're on the air with GIS. Hello. Hello, Mark. Go ahead, sir. Uh, my question was, me and my wife were wondering if uh, we went to a cemetery where our friends have been buried, which they haven't passed away very long, uh, if it would be a good idea to put a recorder out and try to get answers, or should we just let time pass and then go up? And do it? Well, All right, I, I've got a question for you. Uh, if you got a response, would you want it? Yes and no. Mm. I figured, figured that might be the So case. I would say no. If, if okay. your answer is yes and no, that pretty much means no. Yeah, you so, really ought to think about what you want before you go get it. Exactly. You know, the, the great rule of thumb here is if there is any doubt, there is no doubt. Don't do it. Well, no, I would agree with that. Um, hello there. You're on the air with GIS. Hello? Hello. Hi, Art. This is Glenn from San Francisco, 73s to you. Hey, Glenn. Hi. I was wondering if your guests had... Um, well, I have a few ideas about eliminating any RF or radio interference getting picked up by their audio recorders by using a small copper Faraday shield and placing it over their tape recorder, and that would almost um, give them some confidence as far as not having any RF signals getting picked up and only the audio. 
from the, uh, excellent, excellent, excellent point. All right, um, guys, you know what a Faraday shield is? Yes, yes, of course. And I would think I would certainly agree with him. Uh, if you had a Faraday shield around the recorder uh, with pretty tight mesh, um, I would say you could be absolutely certain. But you know, reflecting on what we heard tonight, I wasn't hearing radio. There's no way. Uh, well, yeah, and again. If there was, if there was, I mean, if there's anything that's even, if there's a shred of doubt, then we debunk it. It's it's gone. Yeah. Um, you know, we're very, very critical of our own work. We're far more critical than you guys are of our work. Right. Uh, and if we felt it was necessary to use one of those shields, we definitely would. But we just don't find it necessary. Well, I can see it could be done as sort of a safety factor, but um, again. Having listened to what we heard tonight, there was no way that was radio. No way. Uh, you're on the air. Dark Matter with GIS. Hi. Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I hear you. Uh, I had a question about one of your locations. Uh -huh. uh, and I don't know that this is something you can give out on the air, but by any chance, the stock exchange building that y'all visited, is that by any chance the Fort Worth Stock Exchange in Texas? No, sir. No, it's it's not in Texas. Okay. I can understand that you, you want to keep a lot of these places, particularly private residences, uh, secret. And I suppose even this exchange, you really don't want to let people know where? Well, and here's the thing. It's not even so much us. I mean, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't have a problem with people, you know, going to these places. We'd actually encourage it. Yeah, it's... It, I mean, we got to a point where there was one location that we had done. Originally, the owner had said, okay, you know what, talk about it, go ahead, promote it, whatever it is. Right. And then uh, they sold it, and the lawyer actually called for the new owners saying, remove every reference to that location possible, like everything. If we oh, hear I, you I talk do about understand. this place. Yeah, yeah. so... That's where we're very careful about saying anything. Well, such things affect real estate markets, don't they? Yeah, they do, and they, and you also get break-ins. You yeah. know, you know, not everybody has the best intent, and not everybody's very uh, respectful when they come out to do this kind of thing. And you know, one window and one rock, and you're in the you know you're in the building. So uh, okay. people get very nervous. Dark matter, you're on the air with GIS. Hi. Hi. Would that be me? It would. Oh, great. Yeah, I just wanted to uh, ask the guys, um, uh, while they were uh, uh, doing recording to the EVPs, uh, if they've ever uh, felt a presence. Uh, the reason why I ask is because occasionally, uh, sometimes I feel a presence around me, and uh, it's kind of like a really eerie feeling. And I've been in places where I know people have passed away before, and, and one time, uh, it was like uh, I was at work, and... And I'm outside, it was like in the middle of the night, and I had this very eerie feeling, and felt like I had a finger run down my back. But, uh, oh, yeah. It was a presence. Well, and here's the thing. like That's the difference, I think, between uh, Chunga and I, is I am the last person that will feel something. I, I have felt something twice, and that's that's pretty much it. Uh, I have had something pretty much scratch slash slap me, and 
than the boy episode that we played tonight. Other than that, I don't feel anything. Something could beat me on the head, and I would not feel a thing. <laughs> Whereas, I, I can I can pick up. You, you know, we had a a bit of a problem with me a, a, about a year ago, where I'm, I'm at the point now where I can pick up entities that are trying to pose as something else when they're lying or being deceptive, and that doesn't necessarily mean they're demonic. But you know, we ran across a, a male older entity that was trying to pretend like it was a little girl on EVP. And uh, and I called it out, and all hell broke loose. It got really, really bad. And, uh, you know, so it really varies upon the person and okay. their own individual willingness to accept what they're feeling and sensing. Dark Matter, your turn with GIS. Hi. Hello? Hello? Yes, oh, hi. Art, Roswell. Yes. Okay, I have a nice story for you, and it was a good one. We... Uh, my husband passed away, and he and I made a, a vow that if we could, we would try to contact each other. And so when he passed away, a few months went by. I never felt sad. I always just waited to see if he would come to me or somehow get in touch. And one day, my daughter and I, who I was not really tight with, we were sitting in the kitchen in a very quiet house, and we... She got up and left the room, walked into the next room, and we heard this, ah. And I sat and looked around because it sounded like it went through the whole house, or, and that it, yet it was still right next to me. And I, I turned around and looked in her direction in the next room, and I said, was that you? And she said, I was hoping it was you. And, <laughs> and then we, didn't, we hardly talked about it. She still doesn't like to talk about it. But I felt that it was my husband because he knew that I always wanted to be closer to my daughter. And maybe that time he took advantage of that moment, I don't know. But then my father passed away the same year, and they sent my mother to live with me. And she was in her 90s. And she and I are sitting at the kitchen table, who I was never close with. My, I was close with her, but we lived, she was on the West Coast and I was on the East Coast. And I, we were talking. And we heard the same, ah. and we looked at each other. She had this, this deer-in-the-headlights look in her face. And I said, Mom, relax, that's Bob, because he used to call her the Wicked Witch of the West. And, <laughs> and it was, as a joke, I mean, he, he really cared about her. But, but I said, Mom, that was Bobby. And he's letting us know that he's happy that you're here with me, and everything's fine. But I will tell you that that sound went through the whole house again. And it was in my, like he was right on my ear. And, and you know, it's very heard... interesting that the, a lot of those audible uh, EVPs that you can hear with your own ear, uh, they're, they're almost directionless. They're everywhere and they're nowhere all at the same right. time. They're very right. difficult to pinpoint. Okay, gotcha. Hold it right there. We're, we've got a final break and then more questions. And uh, what a show. GIS on Dark Matter. Serious XM in action.
It's XM, baby, and we're very serious. To call Art Bell, please manipulate your communication device and call 1-855-REAL-UFO. That's 1-855-732-5836. It is our pleasure to be here with you this evening. GIS, the Ghost Investigators Society. And uh, it's been quite a night. Gentlemen, uh, welcome back. We've uh, got a very short amount of time, so I want to squeeze in people who've been waiting, if that's all right. Here they come. Sure, uh, sure. Dark Matter, you're on the air. Hi, this is Mark from Parma, Ohio. How you doing, Art? I'm just fine, Mark. How are you? Uh, I'm enjoying the show immensely, and uh, currently I'm in Gary, Indiana, because I do drive a truck, and thanks for the shout-out there for being driving an 18-wheeler. My comment was, uh, I was out at a log cabin with my wife, and we had built a fire out in the back. And uh, I started taking pictures of the fire. And I had seen the movie uh, White Noise, and I thought, wouldn't it be interesting if uh, old Indian spirits would come through the fire and show their faces or something like that? So and? since then, I've been taking lots of pictures of fire. Now, I can't say that I've ever <laughs> seen any clear faces or anything like that. But I was just wondering if the guys had ever thought about trying something like that, like setting up a flame and using a camera with a high shutter speed to see if they can catch any still images. Yeah, actually, it's a really cool question. Um, In other words, that's a visual version of EVP. No, it is. But here's the problem. And we've talked about this before, the subjective nature of EVP. When you do something like that, you're getting into what's called pareidolia it's it's when you look at clouds and you make faces that you know you you see a bunny in a cloud it's the same kind of thing so yes there could definitely be something there i'm not going to discount it and say there isn't but at the same time from our perspective what makes our evp work is when it's contextual i mean it responds to us or it's contemporary or it's it means something i'm way no i'm with you all the way um to me even though the the content of the evps is subjective you know there's nothing subjective in my point from my point of view about what we're hearing i know what it is truck 2086 says people are so desperate to believe in something we'll just grasp on to anything and hold on to it as the absolute truth in other words You've got a real skeptic there. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I'd say after listening to all this, if you're still skeptical, then you, you weren't try listening. It. Uh, yeah. Um, hello there. You're on the air. Dark Matter with GIS. Hello, Art. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, i got to start by saying I'm highly skeptical of uh, ghosts and everything. But with that said... Uh, my fiance moved into my house here four months ago. My mother died last year. Now, she says that, uh, well, she was sitting at the computer one day and something blew in her face. And, and that's happened on two occasions. But, uh, she come home from work one day and heard yelling inside the house. And as soon as she walked in, it stopped. But, uh, other times she says she's actually talked to ghosts. So, for, I love it when somebody calls up and says, I'm highly skeptical of anything, any kind of ghost stuff, and then tells us a ghost story. <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's, that's, that's how I was going to answer this. Is, you know, I'm highly skeptical, but there is always a but. 
<laughs> I mean, it's like well, I think it's, I think it's good too. I think it's good to, to kind of walk that line. You know, you in order to be willing to believe, you've also got to be willing to not believe. You know, you, you've got to get that kind of that barometer like right there in the middle. Exactly. And I mean, you know, I know that better than anybody because yeah. I've been doing this for how long, and I still not sure I believe how. Well, your barometer's more towards I don't believe, but yeah, yeah. I really think what we've heard tonight is really good evidence of something that just is very disturbing. And I, I don't know what it is, but it's certainly disturbing. Listen, guys, um, do you have the website? Do you have a website up? You do, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've what got. It, what uh, is it? We've got each one. Uh, we've got ghostpix.com, G-H-O-S-T-P-I-X.com. Lots of, lots of EVPs there. You can also go to jimmychunga.com. You can follow us on Twitter, DJ Jimmy Chunga, uh, the Deviant Cook on Twitter. And we're constantly talking about things going on with regard to investigating and, and the paranormal. All right. Well, I want to thank both of you for being here tonight. You're leaving the lines completely full. I'm sorry we're doing that. For those of you um, on hold, I'm sorry. So, gentlemen, thank you. Thank you. Have us back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> oh, we definitely will. We'll take more will. calls. <laughs> All right. Later, yeah. We've got calls and calls and calls and calls. All right, everybody. Uh, take care. It has been kind of spooky, frankly. Really spooky. And I was glad to be able to present it to you with the clarity of satellite radio. Now, I don't know if that served you to uh, to be more informed, or perhaps a little, a little more scared than you were previously, but it is clear. Don't forget, we've got uh, the ar ar arts parts, arts parts. That's coffee mugs, T-shirts, that kind of thing. Just got it start the other day, but it's at artbell.com. Once again... It's called Arts Parts, and it's at artbell.com. Between now and tomorrow, um, I hope you all recover, and uh, have a great night. It's been my pleasure. Ciao. Desert.